Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a Another week of N4G Radio, episode number four hundred and seventy-three. Jesus, Pete! I know, right? Every week when you read that number out, <laughs> in my head at least, I say, "Jesus, Pete!" <laughs> <laughs> it just seems unfathomable. For the week of May eighth, two thousand seventeen, the year of our Lord two thousand seventeen. This time, this week. We have a few people on the show. We have Jay. Bonjour now. We've got Gambus Khan. Greetings, programs. You know, whenever his name is in the show notes, you're guaranteed at least ten extra listeners. It's true. Which is like <coughs> double our normal listener base. I know. I know, no, right. Uh, we have the Wombat. Hello. And back from vacation. You vac- all hate me. Yeah, everybody hates you. And back from vacation, Mr. John W. Hey! Hey! I'm not. I'm Hello! Not dead. I'm not dead. No, unfortunately, he's not dead. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All your prayers have gone on unanswered. Yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. about that. I'm okay. still here. We got a lot of tweets like, is John dead? John dead? <laughs> yeah, no. I might as well be, though, to be fair. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Had a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. Okay, we'll leave but, it. You there. know, yeah. So, video games, Jason. You haven't been here in like six months. Yes, I have not. Have you played any video games in that time? Uh, yeah, I I uh, I played Zelda. I bet you played it right. <laughs> yeah, Jason played it the right way. <laughs> ten out of ten. I don't know. It, it it seems like everybody is actually surpassing me in terms of like progress because because I I don't I don't have the master sword. Yeah. So uh, neither do I, Jason. Don't worry. Okay. But uh, yeah, I played some of it. You know, just like, that game. That game is just so fun to explore. I mean, uh, I I beat a couple of a uh, couple couple more shrines. I think I'm up to like 28 or 29 shrines now. So didn't really get to play as much as I would like to because uh, new job I have. Man, I, I, I work 12 hours a day, so it's Jesus. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Is it the same job but different company? Uh, no, it's uh, it's completely different. I. Wow. Uh, I actually help in the uh, the process of creating um, 
flavor capsules used in um, nicotine cigarettes. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So you can hook me up with some cheap smokes then, yeah? Cool. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a member of Big Tobacco now, so watch out. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, um, the, uh, the, the product that I'm actually making can't be sold in the United States. <laughs> uh, well, it makes a change of being but you, you make it in, and shipped. Do you, do you manufacture it in the States and sell it somewhere else, or what happens? Yeah, um, most of our product actually goes to the UK. Well, yeah. there you go. Straight to John's mouth, all right. Yeah. Uh, so we can we can blame you for all the kiddies on nicotine addiction. Yeah, cool. Yeah, blame yeah so if you ever... So if you ever uh, smoke a cigarette that's uh, called, like, red fruit flavor or something <laughs> like that. What? Oh. A cigarette? Uh, yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's, it's not a vaping uh, juice or anything, is it? I was going to say, that sounds no. more like a vape thing where you get yeah. some, like, funky flavors or something. A fruit loop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Darth Vapor? I don't know. <laughs> Darth Vapor. <laughs> Hey, I, you know, you know, you know, you laugh, but I actually bought a bottle of that because of, because of the name. It's fucking awful. Of course it is. <laughs> it's right there on the name of it. Oh, it's bad. Like I was like, oh, this got to be cool, right? No, it's you not. don't. You don't even uh, sample it while you're at the vape store. I, I was I was in a hurry. Oh, okay. Um, right. I was on my way to pick up some food, and I'm like, well, I'm almost out. I need to pick up a bottle. They didn't have my regular stuff, so I'm like, I'll try this. This uh, this is nerdy, right? This is cool. Whoops. Oh, no good. Is it like licorice or something? That seems to be the flavor of Darth Vader. I feel like if you were to lick his um, helmet, um, then licorice <laughs> is what you would hit, what, what you would taste. This is a different kind of podcast. No, no actually, it, it you know, it reminded me of like um, like incense or something. What? Yeah, it was really not good. <laughs> like burning incense or incense? Incense. I mean, is it is it like the flavor of the South? If you know what I mean. Uh, I I don't know what you're referring to, John. No, no, incense. Incense. Sorry, I don't. Incense. I don't like helmets. Uh, he's he's making an incest joke. He's trying, yeah. but he's failing. I'm trying. If if Drew was here, he'd got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Man. To a strong start. Any other games, Jason? Yeah. You want to talk about? Uh, uh, well, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of games I'd like to pick up, like, of course, Mario Kart um, for the Switch, and uh, I'd also like to pick up uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. I think that'd be pretty. I'm really, oh, I'm really pissed off that that game has a Switch tax. That is ridiculous, and. What? Uh, what is a Switch oh, tax? It, the game costs $10 more on the Switch than it does the PS4. Really? And it's the uh, same fucking game. But why? Probably because, of, probably because of the physical copy. It's digital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's digital and physical. Yeah. So they have to price it physical. No, they don't. They, really? They do not have to. They make their own prices. I just, I'm so sick of the huh. Switch tax. Like, Rhyme you're, is also coming out $10 more on the Switch. You're paying the extra for the extra Puyo. <laughs> <laughs> the three extra Puyo you get. I, say, I, don't, yeah. I don't need any Puyo, Puyo, whatever. I don't need any extra. It should make Albert Pujol's Tetris. <laughs> Pujol, Pujol Tetris. 
<laughs> I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a funny box yeah. cover for sure. No, I'm very tired of the Switch tags. I, I, that keeps me like when I I was thinking about buying Puyo Puyo Tetris, and I'm like, I'll get it on the Switch because I don't have a lot of games on the Switch. And then I saw it was ten dollars more. I'm like, nope. If I buy that, I'm buying it on the PS4. Uh, is that not on the Xbox One? Uh, they didn't. No. They didn't localize it. It's in Japan on the Xbox uh, One, but for, okay. the, for some reason they didn't uh, bring that version over. Which That's is weird. bizarre, considering how like there are only three Xbox Ones in Japan. Yeah, well, they, they only they only budgeted selling four copies of that on Xbox One, and they hit their target. So <laughs> <laughs> right on the mark. Yeah, nice. them Japanese games would tear it up in Japan on the Xbox. I don't know what you're yep. talking about. Tearing it up. So you haven't played but, uh, anything but Zelda? Yeah, because I literally only have a couple hours a week to pretty much game nowadays. Because um, the thing is, my wife is on my exact same schedule as I am. So it's like when I'm off, when I'm off work, she's off work. So well, that's the perfect time to yeah. play games. You can ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> and this explains well, why John isn't married. Okay, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I wanted to get some multiplayer games so we could enjoy some games together. So oh, Mario Kart, yeah. Do you own, let, let me ask you: Do you own Mario Kart on the Wii U? Um, hey. I did. You probably should have just kept it. But I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll pick it up for the Switch. <laughs> You are Nintendo's prime consumer. <laughs> yes, I am. Because that's the same fucking game. <laughs> yep. No, it's it's got the deluxe at the end, so clearly it makes it better. Clearly, clearly, it's it's deluxe, baby. It's it's, it's, hey, the... it's it's like the Star Wars trilogy of games. Yeah, well, every I'm pretty sure all of all of the idiots on this podcast have bought more than one copy of the Star Wars trilogy. So, <laughs> you bored. Yeah, I, I don't even like own a... one copy. Yeah, well, you're you're a bad person. Yeah, I, <laughs> I never denied it. You know. You know what? You're watching the movies wrong. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of which, I went to the baseball game last night because it was Star Wars night. Nice. Okay. And got a Cincinnati Reds themed Stormtrooper bobblehead. Holy crap, that is awesome! And also a Cincinnati Reds themed shirt with a big Stormtrooper face on it. Did they not play? Did they not play a game on the fourth? Because that seems like that would have been a good Star Wars. (laughs) I think I think they did, but I don't. They did something else for that. Ah, okay. Last night was like the big the big one, and they. uh, It was neat because every time they had the players on the, uh, you know, they had they have the players on the giant scoreboard. Yeah, and uh, they always have the pictures of the the players, and for all the um, San Francisco Giants who were playing, they replaced their pictures with pictures of stormtroopers, <laughs> and Sweet. for all of the Reds, they replaced the bats that they were holding in their hands with lightsabers. Nice, that's that's good. That's very cool. Oh man, that is awesome. And people wonder why Star Wars is so popular. Yeah. Alright, well, if Jason didn't play any video games, we should move on to somebody who did hey, play video games. I played Zelda! <laughs> I played a game, not plural. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, video games. That's what I said. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so, John! Hello! You haven't been here in a while. I have not, no. Life gets in the way. Thanks, Goldblum. 
Mm. So I guess I'll get the the sort of the little stuff out of the way with. So I played some uh, uh, Pure Puya Tetris, which nice. uh, we were kindly uh, given a review code of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that review has that gone up yet? I don't think it has, has it? No, it got lost in Dave's email, and he didn't proof it until Friday. So <laughs> fair enough. Um, so <laughs> excuse me. So I played some of that. That game is awesome. Um, it is totally Japanese. You can certainly see the influence there. Um, I've not played a pure game before, but I understand the kind of uh, the idea of it. Um, and it's quite awesome what they've done with the combining of the two. And I mean, yes, they're both puzzle games. They both involve dropping things down from the top department and clearing areas, but they, they fuse them quite well. And it's, it's, it's probably the best Tetris game I've played since the Game Boy. So it's... Um, you know, that's quite a statement because there's been quite a few Tetris games throughout the years. I think the last really good one I played was the, um, I, I really enjoyed Tetris World. Was that on the N64? Tetris Worlds, I believe, was on the N64, but the big one on yeah. 64 was Tetrisphere. No, I never played that one, but you I, I do go, remember. In, you should go play You that. should play that. That game was incredible. It was a very good Tetris game. Well, I, I can certainly attest to World being good, and I remember that. But um, you've, we've had some stuff in the past that's not been so great, and they've not been sort of really honoured the game uh, in its uh, legacy with the past few games. But this is really good. Um, there is a story mode, amazingly. I, I, I don't know what, what sense it makes, because it's just bizarre. Um, but it's got a, just this comic book style to Varb, like a very anime Japanese comic book style to it. Um, just a bit bonkers. Lots of modes. Uh, you've got an adventure mode, which the story progresses through that, but it's a, a series of, I think it's a hundred levels and you, you know, you can get three stars on each level and the idea is to, to, to uh, get three stars on each. Um, they've got, uh, obviously, uh, co-op mode, multiplayer mode, normal Tetris, normal Puyo Puyo, a fusion mode, online mode, which is really quite good because it isn't just um, y- you versus somebody else playing either Puyo Puyo or Tetris, but it's like a, a challenge. You, they, they have uh, power-ups that drop down that can um, speed up your play or slow down the opponent's play and it's more focused on a quick match as opposed to something that's going to drag on so they kind of a lot of stuff is time limited so that's really cool uh, really good really really good but as ken was saying earlier very weird in its pricing so on the switch it's available as um a digital download or as a physical copy. The PlayStation 4 doesn't get a physical copy. It only gets a digital version, which is weird. And yes, it is $10 cheaper on the PS4. It, it has a so physical th- version over here. It doesn't in the UK. Yeah, because I saw when I when I went to buy it, I was at GameStop, and I, that's when I saw the two different prices. But yeah, they have a physical version over here for the PS4. Oh, okay, you might want to amend my review, because I was going, I presumed it was the same in the UK that it was in the us but that could have something to do with maybe different publishers i don't know uh, <coughs> excuse me um but uh, really i mean yeah it's it's great to see a good game on the switch and it, a good reason to to bust that thing out and it's perfect for for the kind of uh, pick up and go with the handheld style um of you know if you're using the switch handheld wise it's really good handheld games so um props to that uh, also played uh, Cities XL on the Xbox One. Is it, no, City Skylines yeah, console Yeah, City version. Skylines Xbox One edition. Oh, bloody names. <laughs> uh, 
It's crazy. Um, so with that, it's uh, <clears throat> I think it had the distinct title of being the there was an anniversary or something. It was a milestone for the um, ID at Xbox program, which is the uh, independent developers program that Xbox has. Uh, it might have been like the 500. I think 500. Yeah, I think it, it was the been. 500th game, yeah. Really? Wow, that's a lot of games. Yeah, no shit, right? Wow. Okay, so yeah, five, and that the distinction of being that uh, 500th. Uh, idea xbox game and it's essentially a port of the pc version but they've adapted it for control support and it's it's actually not too bad at all they've done a good job uh with the the conversion it it doesn't feel watered down in any kind of way uh you've got a lot of um micromanagement to take care of love obviously uh uh design in regards to building your cities they start off very small and as your population grows um, and you level up certain things, they can expand upwards as well as outwards. Uh, you've got electricity and all that sort of stuff you expect from a city building sim. Uh, with the one exception, that there's no fast forward mode, which is my biggest issue with it. Because at the start, it's very slow going. You're getting, you know, you, you start off with a certain amount of money. Uh, you grow your little... Uh, town and you, you pop your bits and pieces where you need your your water and your, your your zonal stuff and all of those bits and pieces and I often find with city building games that that fast forward button's really handy for the first maybe sort of five six hours and it doesn't have that and that's its biggest bugbear because there is a lot of waiting around um, which is slightly frustrating but other than that it's I like that it lets you. I like that it lets you cheat if you want to right out of the gate if you just want to build. Yeah, if you just want unlimited money, they do that, and you can also swap. You can activate that at any point. Yep. So it don't doesn't have to be at the beginning of the game. If you decide, you know what, I I'm just going to go crazy with this one. You just flick a switch in the options menu, and away you go. Um, so that's also quite good. I. It's it's cool. It, that it's there and it does promote creativity without any restrictions, but it does sort of. Uh, I think it hampers the main playing of the game slightly, but you know. Oh sure, it's, it's that's, nice why, that it's that's why it disables achievements because it's not designed for that. So yeah, it's it wouldn't be fair. Um, so that's pretty good, and the review is up on the site for that one. So uh, I, I got that. one question about that game for you, John. If you uh, mm. don't mind, uh, when you get bored of the game. Can you summon natural disasters and <laughs> monsters to destroy no. your town? No. Man, it's worthless to me. That'd be Sorry. cool. <laughs> That's what I do with every SimCity game. Every time I'm done with the game, right before you know I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, st- I'm done playing the game, I summon the the worst kind of disasters and like Godzilla and all that stuff. I just see it wreck my meticulously built town that I spent like twenty hours in. I'm I like, think yes. I think that stuff exists in the PC version, but it's not in this one. Ah. Well, I think this might not be the game for you then, I'm afraid, Jay. It's still it's still good though. I'm I'm very yeah, shocked at how good. good it actually turned out. And considering it's a console and it isn't watered down at all, um it is it is good. I mean there were a few hiccups I had with some of the controls, so um if I was like uh, I wanted to add onto a road or something like that, I'd hit the, the road building button and what road I wanted and then I went to move the cursor over and suddenly it wouldn't the curse would vanish and I'd have to back out and do it again, but they're few and far between. There's nothing game-breaking in it at all. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good fun. And it's one, it, it still has that, when you get into it, once the sort of the first part of your, 
you know you get a few hours in uh it has that time eating feel to it you know where time suddenly flies by um that you normally get with those kind of games like uh sim builders or uh, rts like civilization your time can quickly drift from you it's, it's good it's good um i've also been playing mario kart on the switch and i agree with ken's uh review of this this game is it's mario kart it's um, uh, the deluxe just means that it's got all the stuff on it um and it is awesome but it is a shame that so with the deluxe edition that you don't get over the standard even if you bought all the dlc you've got um obviously the new battle mode with the balloons that was missing from the first game you've got a extra stage uh for that which is a splatoon based and you have got some extra characters like the splatoon uh, uh squids and i think dry bones as well a few others there king, um, boo, it son. king, king boo absolutely um it would have been nice to see some more tracks some exclusive tracks like maybe a splatoon theme track that would have been quite cool um for the main game but it's still a lot of content it's huge amount if you take into consideration the the, the dl stuff the clc stuff that they added in um and it plays wonderfully it is a lot of fun uh online's really great when you can get on there it is a little bit iffy with connections there's a couple of times where it would just i just get a message i hadn't even gone in to try and find a lobby and it's just saying connection failed and a few <laughs> bits there but when when you do get into a game uh online it's it's so much fun um it's complete chaos especially like um baby mario uh track and those sort of just complete and uh chaos but it's so much fun uh, I'm really, really enjoying it, and it's a really good co-op game. So, you know, me and Laura have been playing. She's got her Switch, and I've got mine, and we're sitting there on the uh, couch. The only bugbear I have with it is that we can't play together online. So you can play um, together via LAN. You can do it on the same screen, uh, but you can't basically join, uh, go into a lobby together and then try and find an online match, which is a little bit of a shame. But... Um, you know, can't have everything. And this is Nintendo, I mean, as far as they're concerned, when it comes to multiplayer, it's 1984, so um, you can't ask too much, I guess. Well, you can, but you're just going to be disappointed. <laughs> you yeah. can ask. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I guess the biggest thing I have been playing is Persona 5. Nice. Yes. Yes, it is. 106 hours in so far i cannot Sweet. stop playing that game i've already completed it got the true ending i'm now on playthrough two i literally started straight away um that game is the best jrpg i have ever played it is awesome and it is going to take one hell of a game this year to knock that off my game of the year spot uh, John, like, I want you to elaborate a little bit. What makes this game in particular feel special to for you to be able to say this is the best JRPG I've ever played? You know, um, it's I like the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their interactions are brilliant. I think uh, there are certain characters on there that are just amazing. So Morgana and Makoto, they are just phenomenally good characters. I like the um, the whole premise the whole story beat as it goes along. And I'm not going to spoil anything here, but it really progresses at a nice pace. 
Um, you kind of do get an idea pretty much maybe in the first 10 or 20 hours um, who you think the main bad guy is. And there are parts of that that you think, oh, yes, yeah, that is going to be it. But then it springs other stuff on you. Um, I love the way that they tie in part of the story. And you'll know what I mean, Jay. I don't want to spoil anything. But the game starts off in a certain way. And it's like, I won't. This isn't a spoiler because it literally is the first part, but it kind of a backtrack thing. So you're you're being interviewed and you're going back and telling the story and how they link everything in blew my mind. (laughs) It was amazing. Um, The combat system is enhanced over four. So I love the fact that you press a button and it will automatically find the weakness for the enemies. I love the hold up system. I love the conversations that you have with the personas to try and get them on board. The social links are really in depth. It, it just, everything about it is, and the music is amazing. I love the music. I can't get yeah, it out of my head. It's really great. It, it, I, I just, I am in love with this game. Um, and anybody who likes any kind of JRPG, it is a crime if you do not go out and get it. And unfortunately, because it's done so well, it's really hard to get hold of if you want a physical copy, in the UK at least. Um, luckily, I went digital, so I had no problems. But um, I just, uh, I, you know, I love, Arn is one of my favourites. Morgana is the same with Koto. There's not really a bad character. They, I mean, they do have the stereotypes, and it is a little, a bit cheesy occasionally. But I really do like the interactions between all of the characters and um it's, I don't know, it, I'm just in love. It's simple as that. Awesome, dude. I am. I'm, 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 um, I'm really glad to see you loving it. And also, you know, you're, you're a guy kind of infamous for starting games and not finishing them. Yes, I so, am. So, yeah, to see that you not only finished it, but you started a new game plus, just yeah, like I, I can't, did. I exactly. cannot stop it. I just, it's, um, and I'm going for the trophies. I'm, I'm, it's the first game I am intentionally going for the platinum. And this is, I'm going to speak to you in a moment about that because there is a question I have. Um, and having you complete it, you might know the answer. But, um, uh, yeah, I just, I couldn't stop as soon as it finished. It's like, and I got, I got the true ending because there are technically six endings, two varieties of three types of ending. I got the true ending. Um, so that story to me, that's my, that's my story. But now I'm going in, I'm going to have a little bit of fun, mess around a little bit and see if I can mop up some trophies. One of the trophies is maxing out the social links. Now there are 20 in total and I think four of them progress naturally. You don't need to do anything with them. The others, obviously you have to build up. Now I'm using a guide for, to do this because obviously it's a little bit easier for me. What I want to know is mm-hmm. do I have to max them out in the same playthrough? Um, if you want the trophy, yeah, you need to max them out in the same playthrough. But yeah, because okay. you're because you're in New Game Plus, John, it'll be easy. Yeah. I had yes. uh, I had like twenty days of doing nothing because I yeah. maxed everything out. So I'm already play. on my second playthrough because it's a lot easier because you can just fast forward all the conversational stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a lot quicker. Um, I have already maxed out to three of the uh, social links, and I'm only in july um i've already maxed out all my stats so i don't even know need to worry about those as well um i just wondered is because there were some that i maxed out in the my first playthrough and i'm using the same save whether i had to do it in the same playthrough but obviously i do but that game is i'm it's just phenomenal and you're right i i I find games i get i mean i've still got horizon zero dawn to beat i've crying out loud but and that game was amazing but i i just can't stop playing it i would say 106 hours in 
and I'm still going strong. And it's quite good fun because Laura's been enjoying She doesn't play these sort of games, but she's really enjoyed watching it um, and watching the story unfold, which says something to have the, the quality of the, the characters and the story that they portray. Um, my only worry now is that it's going to be another eight years before Persona 6. You might be, you might be right about that. But you know what? Based on how the Persona games have progressed from three to four to five, and you know maybe into the six, into the future with six, uh, I think it's best that they take this time, you know, to really, uh, yeah, really I, let it yeah. go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am all for taking their time, and there have been rumors that they've trademarked things like Persona Five Golden, and if that thing does happen and ever comes to the Vita in some form, I will be all over that. I really. And it's unlikely, but I would really hope that they would maybe think about porting over Tokyo Mirage Sessions to the Switch. Not really going to happen, but that would be nice if it did. So, because that that to me was that you yeah, know, that was my game you know, of the year John, last year. I, I think that's a reasonable thing to ask based on how much they're pushing Fire Emblem on the Switch and Nintendo in general. So I think that collaboration with Persona being as popular as it is, the Fire Emblem being at the height of its popularity now, and I think Switch it having. Well. Yeah, it, it it being a Switch kind of thing where it's like Tokyo Mirage Sessions Deluxe or some shit, right? And then yeah. it'll come out on the Switch for $10 more, and people will buy yeah. it, and that'll be a good way to play because people didn't yeah. have the Wii U version. It, I mean, that that team is just absolutely amazing. And I'm, bearing in mind, I didn't really care for Persona 1, 2, or 3. I got switched on to Persona when Golden came out, and I lo- loved that game. Um, and then Tokyo Mirage Sessions, my game of the year last year, because I loved it so much, but... Uh, <laughs> Persona 5 is just, uh, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm li- talking to you guys. I could be playing it, you know. It's like <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. Uh, but that's enough of that. That uh, is pretty much my uh, fondling uh, over the last sort of month since I've I've been away. And as I say, it's pretty much been Persona as I started on when it launched on the 4th. And I think I've played it every day since. All awesome. right. So we'll move on to Jay then. Okay. Uh, I played a few things, actually. Because uh, lately I feel like I've been kind of letting the listeners down a bit because I like to play some indie games here and there to see if there's anything interesting around to recommend things. And you know me, I've just been busy with review games or Persona 5, especially, that just took like three weeks of my life away. Uh, that I willingly gave, of course, but uh, you know it was just, just a lot of hours spent. And then uh, Trails in the Sky 3, which I played and finished uh, this week. That took a lot of time, but uh, I got some time with uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. I'm sure you guys have heard it. Maybe you guys don't know anything about it. What do you, what do you guys know? Yeah, I a, know nothing about it. It's a walking simulator. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I was waiting for someone to utter those words because I, I have some I have some comments about that in particular. <laughs> uh, walking simulator is. A, basically a derogatory term for a genre of games because there's always a negative connotation behind it. You, know, you hear walking simulator, you think it's going to be like, oh, you're just going to be holding the w, bar, w key, you know, just kind of walking forward, letting the story hit you as you kind of just progress through one area to the next. But I will say that uh, what remains of Edith Fitch is it has some elements of that. Obviously, you're, you know, there's no real combat or anything like that. Uh, you know, there's there's no like leveling up. There's these like gameplay elements, but they're not about progression. They're about the way you tell a story. And what Edith Finch does is that 
it sets you up into these moments and places and time in these characters' lives where you're doing things that are rather kind of spectacular and very surrealistic. I'm not going to spoil anything in particular, uh, but to give an example, I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, there is like a spook where you're reading a comic book, right? Uh, and it starts retelling a story of this person, and you get into the shoes of this person, kind of in, in the form of like comic panels, right? So it's got like the sound effects and everything, and they straight up take the, the song from the Halloween soundtrack. You remember that really iconic soundtrack? Uh, well, the Halloween piano D? thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they straight up take that theme and then put it into this to kind of have like this eerie vibe, uh, kind of like a '80s '90s slasher kind of feel to it. Uh, it's really awesome, and they just keep throwing you into these little sub stories. And what you're doing is that you're this person and you're going through this house, you know, your your old forgotten home basically. And each of these rooms are kind of sealed away because they are uh, a kind of like memorials to the people that have passed, you know, within this long line, long history of of this. Really really unfortunate family um and it's told in a very surrealistic way but it's told with a lot of charm and good intentions and i just thoroughly enjoyed it this is one of those games i just sat down thinking that i was going to check out for maybe 30 minutes to an hour and then i finished it i played three hours of that game in one sitting and i was done and uh, that was that was fantastic i love those little bite-sized bits of entertainment that i can play i'm done with i can forget about it and this one, you know, I'm not going to forget about because it lasts, uh, it left a good lasting impression. I think if you're talking about games like uh, walking simulators, they don't really have these really immersive moments where you're really getting involved into different gameplay elements to tell a story uh, in, in a larger, grander scale. And this game actually has that. So I think it's, it would be unfair for this particular game. Let's say if you're playing, playing a game like Gone Home or what was that, uh, Dear Esther, right? Those games, I would say, yeah, they, they basically are walking simulators where you do basically nothing but walk. But in this game, there is a lot more to it. The imagination involved in, in the storytelling. Uh, you mean it, a little bit like um, uh, Firewatch? Because um, that one very, uh, I mean, yes, a lot of it involved walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a, obviously a big story attached to it, and it wasn't just a walking simulator. It was, you know, there was goals to it and, and various puzzle aspects and stuff like uh, that. A little bit more, because I feel like you're, you're right, Firewatch is definitely a more involved adventure. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing more things other than just walking around. But uh, that game died and lived for its dialogue. And I think for uh, Edith Finch, the the way they implement... The story and how they want to tell it, along with the things that you're able to do in that game, is something mm-hmm. on another level. So yeah. if you're looking at if you're looking at those games and you feel like say like oh I, I really don't like those games I think they're kind of boring they're too slow paced, try this game out. This one is different. This one I think has a lot more to it than the other games. And if you were to call this game, if I were to see a review of this game and then it, it said walking simulator, I would call that person out on that, saying that that is an inaccurate description of this particular game. Uh, cool. but, but yeah, uh, it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, definitely, definitely worth playing. I also got to play, uh, the Neo DLC, the, the, uh, was it Dragon of the North that, uh, that landed a couple of days ago, but, uh, I just got around to playing it yesterday, actually. It's the day before. But, um, so it's basically one new weapon type, and one weapon type means new skills, new types of loot. Uh, there's a whole new continent with multiple levels to explore. 
And there's tons of cinematics, actually, a lot more than I expected. And they're at the quality of the actual main campaign, like, just as good. Um, the, the bosses that you fight are pretty spectacular. They're challenging. They're fun to fight. The new weapons and equipment that you get are really, really, pr- some really crazy stuff that I want to really improve my character with. And they also added a new difficulty, a third difficulty. There's Way of the Samurai, Way of the Strong, and I think it's called the Way of the Demon or something like that, Way of the Dragon or Demon, one of those. And, oh man, it's like difficulty level 500. And they add a different modifier to the enemies so that they act, they're actually able to do different moves on top of what they were able to do before. So you actually have to approach enemies a bit more carefully than before. Not to mention that you, you know kind of get one shotted by most things anyway now at that difficulty. So if you're you know if you like Neo, if you love the difficulty, you know, and if you want to keep improving your character with better loot and better gear and better skills, uh, this uh, this DLC is pretty good. And the fact that it's just the first part of you know. The multiple things that they're going to do with the season pass is pretty exciting. I haven't finished it yet, but I will certainly get back to it and finish it. I haven't played the PvP yet, though. Uh, I want to, but um, generally I want to finish single-player campaign stuff before I really delve into the multiplayer. That's how I kind of uh, consume these bits of DLC. Uh, And lastly, I finished uh, Trails in the Sky 3. We'll be writing a review for it tonight. And that's a difficult game uh, to talk about because it's obviously it's the third game of the uh, in the series of a game that not a lot of people have played and i have harped on and on about the trails the legend of heroes series i've talked about trails in the skies i've talked about the trails of cold steel and uh this is the third and kind of final game but it's kind of a side story more than the true conclusion of the Trails in the Sky series. But it's all the less, if you play the first two games in the Sky series, this is one that you'll want to play. Because there's so many story elements and character depth and uh, past like uh, details that the game really goes into that I really quite enjoyed. So, no-brainer for fans, but if you, have, if you still haven't played Trails in the Sky and if you are a fan of um, like classic JRPGs with some really spectacular storytelling... I feel like the Legend of Heroes series just has such superior storytelling and world building compared to any AAA like story driven game. Like even if even if I consider games like like Final Fantasy is not a, it's like it's like a joke in comparison. Persona, I love Persona, but when you're talking about how they deal with characters, how they build up their personalities, how their uh, how their paradigms of relationships shift over the course of a series of games, it's no match for what the Legend of Heroes series does. And they've done that since the uh, Trails in the Sky series. So I urge people in every single opportunity that I get, go back, play Trails in the Sky 1 and 2, and play 3, you know, now that it's finally out, and then go into Trails, uh, Trails, uh, Trails of Cold Steel. Which came out, uh, you know, a while back on PS3 and Vita, and then the third game is going to come out in Japan soon, and hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Xseed is going to localize, or maybe that's just my wish fulfillment. I don't know. The uh, there's two games missing in the series, um, uh, the Crossbell arc called Zero no Kiseki and Ao no Kiseki. So I want to see those in the future as well. So the more people that buy it, the more people that are interested, the more likely that'll happen. So this is also selfish of me to ask people to play this game. But it's also good for you. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. But, uh, yep, that's it for me. All right. Who's got the radio running in the background? I don't know. Who's, who's recording outside? I bet that's John. Oh, that's Jason. Oh, Jason. What? 
Whoa. I don't have no radio going on. That's very loud. We're getting feedback from your background. Hmm. Are you using your phone or something? Yeah. That's hmm. why. That's probably why. All right, so we'll move on to Ryan. By the way, can I just say that feedback from your background sounds like it would be a Sir Mix-A-Lot song? It is, well, it should be. <laughs> um, I, I miss Sir Mix-A-Lot. I really do. He's a monster Mac. He is. Um, so I have played a couple things this week. Uh, I played a lot more Zelda. Just waiting. Nope, not going to do it. Pylon. Um, <laughs> we now ha- I have the Master Sword. Um, we have taken down two Divine Beasts. Um, I have two towers left to go. And then I'll have unlocked the entire map. So, um, you know, we're making our way through. And, uh, uh, have you been keeping ahead. up with uh, finding the memories that you get the pictures for? Uh, some of them, yeah. Not all of them. Uh, you're going to need all of them if you want the true ending, just uh, FYI. Yeah, my, my plan is to, now that we've got the Master Sword and um, now that we've got most of the towers unlocked, my, my goal is to go back through and find a lot of those viewpoints and stuff. So all right. uh, that's my next mission. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it's a tremendous game. Uh, my favorite part of it is that I'm, I'm playing it with my son and, uh, there are so many little things that he gets excited about, um, or he gets so tense when I'm locked in battle with something, uh, and he's like shouting at me to shoot it or do something about it. Um, but, uh, it's good. It's a great game. I um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it anymore. Wanna, <laughs> you're you're I all. Have, you're I need to have out. a relaxing week as it relates to Zelda, not a <laughs> not an intense one. Zelda should um, never cause this much stress. It shouldn't. No. Um. The uh, uh mixed. But I'm, I'm just. I will. I will say this. Um. Because I I trashed uh some of the voice acting a couple weeks ago. Uh. Mixed bag on the voice acting in the Rito village yeah uh, some of it's pretty good um falco i thought was pretty good falco yeah rock me amadeus <laughs> <laughs> there was one of them whose actual name was falco no 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 that's my oh. reference to the the oh, Vito okay. garden i don't know his yeah yeah his okay, okay okay but he's falco um, his personality like, is falco kind of, i was like man that's kind of on the nose if they actually <laughs> named him falco um yeah no 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 he was pretty good yeah. uh he was pretty good the um uh you know I, there's i like you know some of the some of the neat little side quests in that village are kind of are kind of cool um the uh some of the hidden shrines around there are pretty good too so um yeah i'm having a blast with that um i am uh or i've also played a decent amount of horizon i am uh getting close to the end according to jay's estimate uh when we were talking about it before the show i'm about 75% of the way through um, so I'd like to go ahead and get that wrapped up here soon. Um, I probably will not get the platinum in this, quite honestly, just because uh, I'm really just interested in, in getting it wrapped up at this point. Um, I don't feel like going back and um, like getting. I've I've got one hunting ground left to go to to get burning suns at or whatever. Um, but I'm just not. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know that I want to invest the time. Uh, 
past what I've already put into it to try and get the platinum. But we'll see. I might change my mind. Um, but yeah, I the, that game is tremendous. Uh, the characters in it are tremendous. The the voice acting is very good. The gameplay, obviously, the, the, like every battle is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're fighting the same enemy, the every battle is different. I've killed probably I don't know seven Thunderjaws over the course of the game, and every single one of the battles was different. Every single one required, you know, finding different places to hide, um, finding spots that I could attack from that it couldn't hit me from. Um, it's just it's uh, there's a lot of strategy that goes into uh, killing things a lot bigger than you. So what so. you're saying is it's just a really much better game than Zelda, right? Right, that's uh, that's what you're gonna. You said it. Um, all, all that <laughs> can be directed to Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was just trying to say what you were saying without saying it. You know, you, you just... were trying to you were trying to to, to 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 share my thoughts. Yeah, exactly. I was doing it for you. I took the bullet for you, Ryan. Okay, I I appreciate that. You're I welcome, really buddy. appreciate that. Um, we also um, I forgot to mention this a couple weeks ago. We got um, uh. We got my son Pokemon Gold for Easter, nice. and uh, we, uh, so we played. We played a little bit of that. He's he's kind of going through a, a, a an obsessive Pokemon phase right now. Um, so we've uh, we've played we played some of that. He had Pokemon Diamond on the DS, but he didn't really play much of it. So this, I feel like this is probably like his first full out Pokemon game where he's kind of invested in it. Um. And really, honestly, it's it's mine too. I never really played any of the old ones, um, so it's it's fun to kind of go through it. And uh, he's like I said, he's got a lot of cards, so he he gets excited when he runs into Pokemon that he recognizes that or that he has cards for. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much it. And future is just finishing up Horizon and then uh, trying to figure out what I want to launch myself into next. It's called Injustice. <laughs> game's gonna suck. Yeah, it's yeah, probably. Terrible. It's yeah. probably it's oh, probably not gonna be good. I, I'm sure that's that's probably gonna be the next one on my GameFly list. Um, but I do still need to play Mass Effect. Yes. Um, so at some point I'll, I'll pop that in too. But um, I feel like it's probably um, after you know going back through the Witcher DLC and now going through Horizon and also playing Zelda at the same time. I think it's probably time for me to play something other than a Open massive world. RPG. Yeah. Um, so I um, can I recommend Persona Five to you? That's a, oh a, yeah, a, yeah. A, yeah yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's very very short and concise. You know. Yeah. So you can you can knock it out in an afternoon easy. No problem. Yeah. Listening to you guys talk about Persona just ensures that I will never play it. <laughs> uh, that's that's oh, sad, Brian. I'm sure it's phenomenal. I'm sure it is. But um, I just I don't have I don't have that time. I don't have that time, and, and that and the fact that Japanese RPGs have never been my have never really been my shtick. Um, I've always been I've always uh, been much more of a Western RPG type person. So yeah, it ain't, but, no, it ain't no two worlds. That's for yeah. Sure. Well, that's the truth. Not much. <laughs> Probably is. only half as good. As two. <laughs> I didn't even see any any reference to the taint throughout my 110 <laughs> hours of Persona 5. So what's even the point, really? Yeah, what's really. The, 
they're not talking taint, you ain't speaking my language. Yeah. Or something. <clears throat> but anyway, that's it. All right. Well, I will wrap this up. Um, first off, I feel like a terrible person. Somebody gave me a 4K TV, and it just wasn't good enough, so I went out and I bought another one. <laughs> Welcome to the future. <laughs> wow. Um, so what have you done with the other 4K TV? It's in my bedroom. Oh, wow. So I can lay in my bed and watch 4K versions of did you, TVs? Did, did you, like, put it on your ceiling so you don't even have to get up, Ken? Is that, is that your No, idea? no, it's it's just okay. on a shelf. I mean, I can lay there on the bed and I can see it just fine. That's, that's fine. But, yeah, no, I went out and I bought a 55-inch 4K and it's got HDR. So I'm I'm set. Yeah, you are. I'm good. Um... But I spent a lot of time playing Overwatch on it, because why not, right? That doesn't support 4K or HDR. <laughs> uh, no, it does. I think they did have a patch, but it's only the, like the overlay menus or something. Yeah, no, in it, 4K. it definitely looks it looks sharper, because everything upscales on Xbox One S, so yes. it's it still looks really good. looks really slick. Ah, uh, but not as good as Horizon. Horizon looks really good. You know what game really benefited from HDR? Mass what? Effect. Uh, I played it on the PlayStation 3, obviously that, that Pro, and it does look very nice. Yeah, like the I, I booted up every HDR game I have just to see what looked really good. Infamous is really super dark. Um, I'm Ooh. talking about First Light, not Second Sun, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's super dark. Uh, Horizon looks really good, both Horizons, Forza Horizon 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn. Both of those uh, look did, really did good. You, did you take a look at Ratchet & Clank? No, I did not. Oh, that, uh, looks oh, nice. that game looks spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Ghost Recon didn't really see a huge difference. Well, it's all just browns and greys, isn't it? Yeah, it's that that game doesn't do HDR as good as it should. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 looks pretty good. Yeah, frame rate's a bit chuggy, but it does again looks nice. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've been having a lot of fun, you know, playing around with new TV. Um. I am playing The Surge, but I can't talk about it yet. Ah, oh, it's too bad. Yeah. No What's The Surge? Can, it's Dark Souls, but you're a robot guy, and it's in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've not God, why is everything Dark Souls? It's it, it, This is from the same guys that did Lords of the Fallen. Oh, I didn't mind that. Yeah. So. <laughs> what glowing endorsement? <laughs> Back in the box. Oh, I didn't mind that. <laughs> well, you know. John W. says, I didn't mind this. Oh, Quot- quotations, John W. Inoffensive. Nice. <laughs> this wasn't the worst. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm also, it's weird because I, I apparently can't talk about NBA Playgrounds, even though a bunch of people got it for free off of PSN on Thursday. How did I get it for free? Because it was a glitch. glitch. Yeah. It was it well, showed up for free and people were able to download it, but uh, which I did. I did that because I'm a terrible person. Um, but then they sent me a review code for the Xbox One, so I have both versions and I've played quite a bit of it. And just look to Twitter because those people are pretty right about their opinion of that game. Oh, okay. That's not a bad statement. Go, oh, okay. I go. thought you were being. No, being, no, no. Yeah. I just I'm just saying it without saying it. Okay. If you like NBA Jam, you should probably pay attention to that game this week. That's out on Switch as well, isn't it? Has it got the ten dollar tax? It's on the Switch. I don't think it has the tax, but it launches without online on the Switch. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, there you go. 
There's always an asterisk. Nine, 1984. Next. Yeah, there's always an asterisk. I think it's getting patched within like a week, but it's still weird that it launches without... <laughs> Can you imagine what this is going to be like when they start charging for online stuff? People are going to just say, stick a middle finger up and say, nope. I haven't heard anybody out there going, I'm buying a Switch to play online, though. I just Yeah, that's true. But you have games like Mario Kart and Splatoon. I mean, I mean, NBA Jam, I'm sure, is going to be fine online, but people will probably buy that more on the, uh, the consoles. But, you know, those two games are the sort of things, but... It's like, well, if I want to play those two games that are awesome online, I'm going to have to pay for this service. Yet nothing else is really that good online. Yeah. It's going to be a hard bit, bit of pill to swallow. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's Nintendo. Nintendo does what nobody else don't, whatever it is. I, I, I'm so confused by your statement right now. I, I no, know. I know. <laughs> There's a Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, I know that one, but yeah. yours was like backwards. My, well, yeah, mine was mine was complete. Um, you try something and it it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like everything I played this week I can't talk about, but there's one game that I did play, which is funny. I'm not reviewing it, so I'm taking my time through it. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. his prey. Tell me about that game, Matt. Hmm. Yeah. So prey feels a lot like if Dead Space and Bioshock, or you had a System Shock follow-up, or that game is really good. Um, it's, but? It's very creepy. No, there's no but. Um, if, oh, if I had a complaint button. about that game is that the combat is not the greatest. Is, uh, is it one of those things where you level yourself up and the combat gets better, like an RPG, or do you just kind of, you just kind of suck the whole game? The combat, in the sense of shooting and melee combat... Is I mean, you upgrade to get things like you can upgrade your weapons to get bigger clips, or they do more damage. Um, you can upgrade your stamina so that swinging your wrench doesn't take as much out of you. Um, but it really opens up when you start installing the neuro mods that will allow you to do things like telekinesis and things like that, um, or being able to. This okay. sounds just like Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, fairly... even down to the hey, the story and the atmosphere is fantastic, but the combat kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, if you like Bioshock, this is this is kind of the next Bioshock. Um, I've heard the controls are a little bit iffy. Is that correct? Did you find a problem with them? Um, not really. I mean, okay. they feel like a pretty standard first-person shooter. Uh, other than, of course, the aiming being a little slow and sluggish. Which is my biggest can, issue with the game. Um, can you adjust the sensitivity on it? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's it's got all the normal adjustments. You can adjust, uh, you know, camera bobble, uh, speed of uh, moving the controller, things like that. That's all adjustable. Um, what sells this game though is Talos One, which is the um, the space station that you're on that you're exploring. Hmm. It the exploration in this game is fantastic. So. The game is kind of like an open world, like you've got all these places that you can go, um, and it'll give you quest lines. It'll say, okay, I need you to go do this thing. The cool thing is is that there are probably three to four ways to get there, and it's entirely up to you on how you do it. So, for example, there's, a, there's an office you have to go into to get a key card. Uh, you can either, like, for instance, there's a place where you could break the window and climb to the window. Um, you could actually go and search for the door code in a computer station somewhere on a on a, like a sticky note, or you can find a maintenance hatch 
that you can crawl around behind the scenes and then find a back way in. So I'm not sure which I'm not sure which is worse. The fact that they're asking you to get a door code like every other game or the fact that um some dipshits put it on a sticky note. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of passcodes on sticky notes in this game. Oh, wow. Um, there's also a lot of every like every room has a computer terminal and if you get into the computer terminal you can like read emails from people and sometimes the emails will tell them about the password that they reset and things like that. Um the email terminals will also um Sometimes unlock quests. So like you're reading an email and you see something happened here and then you go check it out. Um, Hmm. The terminals also are used for um, like things in the environment. So like this one could turn on this machine or this one could open this door and that might unlock another area that you can go explore. Um, And there are also like these terminals that list all of the people on the station and these are kind of like side missions, and if you find that somebody, like, it'll show their vital signs, and if they're still alive, you can go find them. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, um, one thing I want to ask is that about six, eight weeks ago, a lot of publications uh, were given authority to, you know, they had, like, the first hour of. And I, you know, this was all obviously done, you know, Bethesda authorized it and all that sort of stuff. So I watched it and I was horrified at the fact that there is a massive spoiler in it, um, which has kind of upset me because I'm thinking, well, that I would have really loved to have <laughs> had happened to me um, when I was playing. Now, um, how, how much have you, have you played? I'm only about two and a half, maybe three hours in. I didn't know whether that was just like a little drop in the ocean to what they've got because, admittedly, the, the the little twisty spoiler thing they had was mind blowing. But it's like, oh, I really wanted that. Well, don't uh, don't say what it is now. No, of course know, I'm yeah. not going to. Oh, good, don't be daft. It's in, it's like, in the oh, demo. It's literally in the demo. Uh, yeah, yeah I haven't, I haven't played a, the demo yet. Either. And I can only think that the reason why they've let this happen is that they are confident that that is just a minor little dilly bit of a spoiler compared to what they've got planned. Well, and I don't know whether you've experienced anything like that yet. Anything that's like, oh my god, that's really cool. The, the, the spoiler that's in the demo is really neat, and it kind of opens up the story of the game. It's It, it hasn't affected me that much yet, knowing that going in, because I did play the demo, because the story itself and the world that you're exploring is so interesting that it, it, kind, of just pl- it kind of plays as like a catalyst for... What, what what else you're exploring in that game. Okay. Because the story is really interesting, and the more you learn about, you know, like the mimics that are on the ship and mm. how they came to be and, and what people in the, the ship think about them and the research they've done on them is, is super, super interesting. Uh, I'm, and I enjoyed Bioshock um, immensely. Um, again, not super hot in the combat, but, you know, it's, it was a story and the, 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 you know, the narrative that got me through. Um it might be cool if I ever do stop playing Persona 5, I might pick that up. Yeah, so far I'm I'm really enjoying this game, and mostly for the exploration. Like, when I run into combat situations, I'll immediately, you know, drop down my menu, hit the save, just in case I, you know, I fuck up or I get killed or something. And then I'll power my way through the combat and then go back to doing what I enjoy, which is exploring that actual space station. Um, there's a ton of things to upgrade. Like I said, you can upgrade your weapons. There's a skill tree with three different branches for upgrading power. So you can upgrade things like leverage, which will allow you to lift larger objects, which will in turn give you access to new areas. Um, you eventually can upgrade your suit, 
and your suit will allow you to go outside the space station and do like spacewalks, which is really pretty cool. Um, then eventually you start getting these powers that you can use, um, and this is where the Dead Space reference comes in. When you inject a neuromod to upgrade yourself, you stick a big old giant needle in your eye. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Looks creepy. Yeah. Uh, and Drew's not here to appreciate this, but the fucking music is so good in this game. It's got this like Stranger Things vibe going on. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Very, very seventy sci-fi kind of soundtrack. Um, and uh, it's, it pops up at just the right time when enemies show up. Awesome. I, I've also heard that depending on whether or not you choose to get those crazy implant upgrades, people will treat you different or something like that because you look different or you have like something about you. So it'll change the story a little bit based on how far you decide to delve into that skill tree and how many of those powers you want to get by sacrificing more of your humanity or something like that. Is that a thing or is that, has that been exaggerated? I really don't know because truthfully in the three hours that I've played, I haven't run into anybody outside of the intro. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so like the, the most of the people I find are already dead. <laughs> so they 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 don't judge. They they, they don't judge. Right, me. right, right. But no, that that would be cool. I'm I'm interested to get a little further into the game, um, from which I hear I'm getting close to. So when you when you start the game, you're being talked to by like an AI, uh, that's kind of directing you on what thing what's happening and and where to go. And I think eventually you meet that AI, and I hear that's kind of a big twist. But I haven't made it that far yet. Showdown? Yeah, I, I hope they don't go with the same twist again, because come on, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. But so far, the story is really super interesting. Like, most of the time when I play a game like this, I don't bother reading, like, emails and notes that are laying around, because I find them... They're neat for world building, but... Filler. It, yeah, they're kind of filler a lot of times. In this game, I find myself reading them, because I'm really interested in what's going on around the ship, or around the station. So no, I'm. I, it's really kind of a shock because I was one of the people who really enjoyed the first Prey, um, and I was kind of hoping there would be a cameo by Tommy, but there's not so far. <laughs> Any or, Blue Oyster call? That's that was my next yet. thing. I was really hoping I'd hear some Blue Oyster call, you know, playing around, but no, none of that. I liked the first well, Prey a lot too. I yeah. thought it was great. So I was really skeptical coming into this because I felt like they were just using the name to use the name, but it is really a quality game, and and it's worth noting that. I really hope it does well because Arcane is a very talented studio and Dishonored 2 flopped. Did it? Yeah, it did not do well. It didn't sell as well as I hoped it would. Yeah, so that, I was hope... a, that was a good game. Yeah, no, it. it's a really quality game and so is this one and I really hope Arcane continues, gets to continue to make games because they make really, really good games. Well, to be fair though, um, Bethesda looking like a better, and, uh, a better and better publisher uh, as these games come out. So, I would like to think that they would support their uh, studios. And the fact that they've taken this IP that they could, I mean, yes, it's an IP that they owned, they paid for it, and rebooting it was, uh, they could have left it in the dirt and not bothered. Rebooting it was a good thing to do. And, and yeah, hopefully that even if it doesn't set the world on fire, that they'll still continue to support Arcane. Yeah. The, the one thing I can say about Prey is that it continues the tradition of 2017 of just being chock full of really oh, It's just good games. amazing. Yep. It is, uh, this is a new 27, uh, 2007. I think this is really good. Yeah, and Prey's right oh, up there. Yeah. Like, if, like, Prey released in any other year in the past five years would easily be in my top five games of the year. It's, it's really wow. good. But this, this year, I mean, goddamn, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we still have like the the Mario game coming out. 
you know, we just Live got Darksiders. Yeah, Injustice. We got well, that's Darksiders. We'll talk about Darksiders later, but that's not this year. No, it's not this year. No, it's twenty. No, it's twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, cool. But no, you're right. Like Red Dead is still coming. Uh, we still haven't seen that Assassin's Creed. That could be incredible. Um, yeah, we don't know. We haven't. You know, we've seen a little bit of Battlefront, but that looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2017 looks really good already. Like you could, like we've talked about this so many times, but you could already do a top ten list and still have leftovers. I would have at least five honorable mentions already. Yeah, and it's May. Yeah. It's literally yeah. just now it May. Is bonkers, <laughs> absolutely. Um, it's great. It is really great. I love it. Yeah. So, but no, no. List of Prey right up there with another really great game in 2017. Wow. So. Can't wait for my rental copy on Monday. Yeah, I, you, I think you're really going to like it. I'm enjoying taking my time since I'm not reviewing it. I'm able to just walk around and explore. Uh, also, the goo gun is incredible. <laughs> it, it's yeah, actually, so it actually works for uh, puzzle solving, too, which is really cool. But no, that, that, game, is, that game is really good. But no, that's, that's what I spent a lot... Like I said, I spent a lot of time... I bought two hours into The Surge. I really wish I could talk about it, but I can't. So, when is that out? Uh, same day as Injustice, the 16th, so a week from Tuesday. Uh, this month is Injustice. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah Justice is now single-digit days away. Wow. <laughs> Holy uh, hell. They, they certainly didn't, oh, take, um, they didn't waste any time getting DLC announced, did they? Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, but they, mm-hmm. uh, they knew that was coming, so... All right. What is coming out this week? This is probably the slowest week... We've had in a while. Uh, Birthdays, the beginning, which Drew is reviewing that. Uh, that's out. A game called The Butcher, which I've also played. Uh, that is out this week. Uh, Human Fall Flat is landing on consoles this week. I talked about that a <laughs> couple weeks ago. That game is pretty neat. It's it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a stupid physics based, you know, just showcase. But there's some meat to that game. It's pretty fun. Uh, Lethal League, which is uh, apparently a four-player local fighting game. Huh. Never heard of that one. That's out this week. Uh, Demon's Crystals. That sounds generic. Yeah, it's $5. So if that tells you... Oh, there you go. Uh, Elliot Quest. I don't I don't know what that also is. generic. Uh, NBA Playgrounds. We talked about that. Probably the biggest release this week, and I know a lot of people on the show don't really care, but Minecraft is coming to the Switch this week. Yeah, it might be a good uh, platform to play that on, and it's on everything at this point, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. You... It was weird seeing Microsoft stream a Switch game. That was weird. Uh, how mm. important is the online component to Mine Switch? I mean, Minecraft. Is it important? Yeah. It is? It, it, can, it can be. I mean, it depends on who you are and how you're playing it. Like, my, my son and I play it all the time, and we never connect online. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of people like to run servers and let people right. join their servers. Like, that's a big that's a big part of that game. Uh, I would I say know. for, yeah, I would say for more grown-up players, especially on the PC, that's a huge part of the game. Yeah. How would that work on the Switch? Can you make your own servers and stuff, or what? Yeah, the Switch, so I was reading about this. The Switch version kind of falls in the middle. Uh, so, like, the Wii U version were smaller maps, uh, and it had kind of limited functionality But when compared to, like, the Xbox and PS4 and PC versions. 
Obviously, the PC is the big daddy. That's the one that has the biggest maps, the most you know, modifications and add-ons. And the Switch kind of falls somewhere between PS4 and Xbox One and Wii U. So it's got like medium-sized maps and not quite everything that's in uh, like the PC version. Uh, let's face it, it's Minecraft on a, con- uh, on a console uh, that's relatively popular right now. It's going to do well, isn't it? Oh, with as starved as Switch owners are for games, that game, yeah. that game will do really well. And it's really smart that Microsoft continues to put this thing on everything because they're just making tons of money yeah, off they're not, yeah. yeah, they're not yeah, that dumb. They spent so much on buying it that of course they're going to put it on everything. They'd be stupid not to. Uh, and as for the funny PC game, like I said, it's a slow week. Whoa, what the hell was that? Somebody just hit a joint? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. I think it was me moving. Oh, okay. All I heard was... 420. No, that's, we done past that. Oh, yeah. We, we puff past that. Okay. <laughs> uh, funny PC game name this week. We got Rat Simulator. Well, that sounds awesome. Rat Simulator. Rat Simulator. So you can simulate being a rat. That's about Ryan the best one I got. The rest of them were pretty, pretty generic, standard fare games. Although there is an expansion for Farm Simulator 17 coming out this week called the Big Bud Expansion. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> is that another drug reference? Uh, is that are you going to be growing weed? That, you know, there's a there's a weed game on the phone. Uh, yeah, the Wiz, Khalifa Wiz Khalifa's yeah. weed growing game. The fucking ridiculous. I, uh, I'm looking at the Rest Simulator Steam page, and under key features, they add infection. I think they meant to add infestation, right? No, you don't. Rats infect. can infect people. Yeah, no, no, it I says mean, in, in, infect nine, nine unique houses. Can you infect houses? Isn't that in, well, in, infest? The, the, no, that Black Plague. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I understand where he's... Yeah, because if you infest a house, that's what that means. But if you, like, bite them, then I guess you would infect them. You you bite houses to infect them. The people in no, the house. No, maybe the people in the houses. Uh, okay. Anyway, let's do some news. Okay. Because Rat Simulator, it's not not it's this is not the best week of 2017. Okay, <laughs> it'll get better next week, I promise. Uh, so if you want if you wanted to dress up like 2B in Gravity Rush 2, now you can. Yes, you can. That is a free costume download, button all. Yeah, it looks good. But button all. <laughs> It looks good in that art style, is what I would say. There you go. Yeah, the Fantasy Star Online costume was really cool. Um, what else is going on this week? Outlast Two is getting an update to adjust the game's normal difficulty. Are they making it easier or harder? I think they're making it easier on normal. Uh, the thing with that game is that there is no easy mode. Normal mode is the easiest mode you can play, so I can kind of see that. Yeah. But I would have preferred it they just add easy mode and just left normal as is. It's fine. Okay, so here's a pretty neat story. So there's a there's a uh, a campaign ad in South Korea for their presidential candidate, <laughs> and it's designed in the same uh, method as the Overwatch play of the game. Is Blizzard going to sue them? Is my question. I don't know. But it's that's, Korea. Of course that's, not. That's pretty fantastic, though. 
It is it is funny when you're like a serious political like candidate and you use Overwatch overlay <laughs> as one of your things to kind of join younger voters. So I was like, yeah, that game's pretty popular in Korea. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Though. That's a cool idea to do it that way. Know uh, your audience. Uh, Mafia 3's next DLC. Yeah, they've already had one. In case you forgot, uh, their next D their next DLC follows. Um, uh, Donovan's side story, which is the uh, the CIA agent that you were working with in the game. So, there you go. Mm. Uh, first DLC pack for Injustice 2 was announced this week. It will contain Sub-Zero, Starfire, and Red Hood. I can hear Drew screaming from here. Because <laughs> he has been begging for Red Hood in an Injustice game for a very long time. Well, he's also going to buy the season pass or whatever the hell that entails, right? Well, of course. Yeah. It's nine characters. Mm. Hey, I'm all down for it. Yeah, I know. I know you're, you're down you for are. anything injustice. Well, of course, I, I I don't want to admit it, but did anybody see the the um, the versus statues that they're making for the game? They're making statues. Yeah, it's uh, Brainiac and Batman. Both about 10 inches in height. Does Maybe it come with like the Super Deluxe Edition or something? No, no, no. It's a separate thing. It's made by Triforce. Okay. Nope. Uh, and we all know how well the, uh, the the Batman Arkham Knight Limited Edition statues turned out, don't well, we? Well, this, this isn't with the game. This is made by a toy no, company separately. I think those were as well, but they did come with the game. Yeah, but these one, ones, are, in this, the UK, they got, like, they, they got pulled or something. Yeah, this one doesn't come with the game... Um, but I I bought it. Of course you did. How much? How much was it, Ken? I got it for eighty. It sells for a hundred. Woohoo! What saving? Yes. That's one I've, fifth I, of the price. I've mm-hmm. stopped trying to understand why people buy figurines of stuff. They look really cool on my shelf. And to be I fair, your shelf is pretty cool. See, see, John saw my shelf. It's pretty. It's yeah, pretty rare. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I buy figurines. Period. Yeah, that's okay. like his thing. Like he don't buy video games anymore. He buys toys. He buys figures. Uh, I buy half and half. No, you bloody well don't. As <laughs> 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 I would say, ninety ten percent would be the ratio for that. No, I've seen your Facebook. <laughs> oh, more like sixty forty, maybe. Ah, there know. we go. There's like already a concession. <laughs> It's just, to me, like I get that they're like decorations and stuff like that, and they're neat to look at. But I think they just make so many of them, and their the prices get kind of extreme. Like I know some people that collect uh, like anime figurines and characters they like, and I've seen their like shelf full. And I was like, how much did you? How much did you spend on this? Like, oh, it's probably like four thousand dollars. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's no right. different than it's, it's the really right. yeah, it's really no different than spending a bunch of money on anything else. Uh, yeah, each yeah I suppose it's, it's, it's hobby. Sure, we all we all waste money on dumb shit in one form or fashion. Yep, yep. You might as well enjoy looking at what you bought. I have no problem with that. Um, I'm too practical when it comes to spending money. Unfortunately, no, I'm an idiot, so that's fine. Oh yeah, I mean, I I went out and spent a bunch of money on a TV that I didn't need this week. I mean, uh, I can't say nothing. I I bought the Persona Five digital. Uh, was it the uh, the collector's edition? I was like. I'm actually gonna use all these things that I'm gonna get. There's a bag. I'm I'm actually already using the bag. The bag's actually kind of awesome. Uh, the figure is uh, the little plushy toy is a good decoration. 
the bar is also. Bag. It's got to hang up the edge. Uh, what, what do you mean? Oh, the it's hang up the edge. Yeah, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Put it in yeah. the bag and have its head poking out because that's how it's meant to be. Poking. Yeah, that's actually a good idea, John. Mm. I haven't considered that. Okay, good. I wish I'd have picked that up. I I did have it ordered, and then I thought I'll, I'll get it digitally, and I kind of and then immediately regretted it when I found out that those things were harder to find than well something that's hard to find. <laughs> Good analogy, you're, buddy. You're, you're, you really pulled it out there. You're on a roll, today, John. It's pretty bad. Best I could do. Um, for those wondering what Phantom Dust looked like, there was a 19-minute video released this week showcasing the remaster. Of the game that should be launching fairly soon. Does it look good? Before E3? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, it it looks like Phantom Dust in widescreen, up-res in HD. Nice. So, I mean, Voodoo Vents turned no, out pretty good, so... It's no um, uh, reboot, though, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it's just a remaster. Yeah. Let, let's be fair, that's probably the best decision Microsoft made business-wise, because that game wasn't going to sell. Anyway. No, that wasn't, was it, really? Let's face it. Um, Although Dragon Scowl would have done. Dragon Bound, sorry. Scowl Bound. You'll get it eventually. You'll get there. I'm having struggles. I see that. Old uh, age. Old age. Anybody play Smite? Nope. Uh, I know what it is, but I've never played it. You're going to want to play it now. Am I now? So, 4.8 patch notes came out. There's a new skin. Mm. It's for Bob Ross. For what character? I don't know. It just says there's a Bob Ross skin. Who's Bob Ross? Nice. <gasps> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Uh... You, done, you, got, you done goof, John. <laughs> who, no, honestly, who is Bob Ross? You, you've never seen the, 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 the dude with the afro that paints on like PBS? And he's like, I'm just going to put this bush right here. I live in the UK. I don't even know what PBS is. Bob Ross is eternal. Okay. You're right. That's Happy a I have no idea. His show was called the Joy. Google Bob Ross. He's he's sadly he's passed away. He's dead. But oh, is he the one that I often see on Twitter? Like there's memes of him and stuff yeah. where he's he's okay. Uh, he's again, got the he's know. got the canvas behind him and he's got his little his little easel that he, he's yeah. kind of stood on the side and it's like he's yeah. got his brush. Yeah, okay, yeah, I don't know who he's he got the seventies afro and the beard. Uh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. We had Tony Hart in the UK. So who? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Probably you don't cheap, know who he is. Probably a cheap, dumb imitation of Bob yeah, Ross. Yeah, he was a cheap Bob Ross. There's, there's only one Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Silly Brits trying to copy us Americans yeah. again. Sure. Uh, so Darksiders three got announced. How about that? Yeah, that was um, cool. I guess that weirdly, was but very awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, kind of came out I, of nowhere. Yeah. Thing is, though, it obviously wasn't far off from being announced because obviously, as soon as that happened, you had IGN's first. You'd obviously done the deal to get that stuff. The gameplay video came out just pretty much a day after the trailer, so it was really probably close to being announced. Maybe E3. I don't know. Um, I thought that. Was, I think it's cool. I think that um, you know they bought that franchise for a reason, and I'm sure that the remasters proved popular enough for them to to do that although how far this game must be along um i'm sure they must have made the you know uh, pulled the trigger on that before they even had the remasters had come out but it's nice that that studio and that franchise hasn't gone to waste because you know there's technically four games in that series so it, it cool i just 
I don't think the the game the the first twelve minutes that IGN had I didn't that didn't sort of set the world on fire for me. But I'm really hopeful that it's cool. And you know we've got a year and a so to go, so I'm sure there's loads of stuff we haven't seen yet. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of news around this. Obviously, it's being published by THQ Nordic. Um, it's being developed by a new studio. Uh, I believe they're called Gunfire Games, uh, and they are made up mostly of Vigil employees who worked on the first two games. And it's worth noting that um, they've changed the names of the last two for the last two horsemen, so they won't be you know famine and pestilence. But they were they called that in the first two games. Yeah, so yeah. Them at the beginning, yeah, yeah. So, but for somebody who still remembers the feeling when you get to the end of the first Darksiders, and you know you you get that cutscene where he says, "I'm not alone." And you mm-hmm. see the other three meteors flying from the sky, like feeling for the longest time that you're not going to get to see the rest of that story was really depressing. And then seeing this game announced, and and it's got a cool premise. She's fighting the seven deadly sins. So I'm excited. I'm super. Like I love Darksiders. I love the art style of the game. I love you know the mechanics of the game. Sure, Darksiders two is a little long in the tooth. Maybe went on way much longer than it needed to. But it was still a really great game. Yeah, this this gives me the incentive to kind of actually go back and finish Darksiders 2. Because I've started that game like three times and then there's always something that happens or something that comes up. And then I forget about it for like a year. So before Darksiders 3 comes out, I do want to go back and play Darksiders 2. I do own it for PC, so I'm going to get there eventually. Yeah, I'm... Well, I, I, I... I picked them up on that humble bundle that I had um, uh, last month, which was bloody good value. So I've got them to replay, which I might do leading up to to this release next year. Yeah, two is two gets hard to finish because it's 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 way longer than it needs to be, but it's totally worth finishing because there's a really good wrap up of that story. Um, and it's really interesting to note that the first I can learn to understand um, you much oops. better if I can get familiar with the What's way. Up? Sorry. My stupid Siri what? came on on my computer. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, but no, just it's interesting to note that the first Darksiders is actually the last game. Well, it, what I'm kind of interested in sort of finding out is that by the looks of this, this is also much like Darksiders 2 set during the period between the start of Darksiders yeah, because and Dark then the Sa- big wager. Darksiders He's 1. Darksiders 1 is the last game. In the in the so, story, do we do we think that we're going to, if these prove popular, we're going to get a th- third game? Well, obviously, we're a third game, but a fourth, and then a fifth to then have that bit at the end of Dark Souls where they're all coming down and having some kind of massive, you know, swapping out characters action game that would be quite cool. That would be good, wouldn't it? I, I mean, if if these games do well, I can see them doing it, but we're still talking years before we talk. Yeah, oh, let's yeah, let's get the fourth Horseman out of the way before we talk about. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Any, any I just, more Darksiders is good Darksiders. But I, I just hope that they are going to see this through because, again, you don't you had that with when THQ went bust. That, that Oh, God, we're not going to see that huge, awesome, epic ending that was Darksiders. We're not going to see what happens. And I just hope that that doesn't happen again because these don't sell so well and, and we end up with, again, another unfinished uh, story. Yeah, well, we'll worry about that when we get there. Right now, we're getting the third one, and I'm pretty damn stoked about it. Me too. Heck yeah. Uh, so the first DLC for The Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild has been detailed. 
Um, it is part one of two on the $20 season pass. Uh, and this, this is the not as exciting DLC. Because <laughs> the second one comes with like new areas and new dungeons and stuff. So this one, um, you will get a few new cosmetic items, uh, a new map feature, and some other things. So first up, there's a, there's a Karak mask, which will uh, help you find Karak seeds. Uh, there's a thing called the Master Trials, uh, with a trial of the Sword Challenge. It's essentially starts you off with no armor or weapons, 45 total rooms, uh, and if you beat them all, then the true power of the Master Sword will awaken and always be in its glowing, powered-up state. So there's your answer to the Master Sword question. There you go. you got to finish 45 rooms. <laughs> and you have to pay for it. Uh, the expansion also adds Hard Mode which increases the rank of enemies, making them more difficult. Uh, the new map feature is called Hero's Path. Which is really cool. Yeah, it's a journal of sorts that will document up to 200 hours of your playtime, showing the route that you've taken throughout the entire game. I thought it was up to a certain amount of hours. That's what I said, 200 said hours. 200. Oh, 200, okay. Yeah, 200 hours that will track, and it's retroactive, so it will count everything you've done before the DLC was added. Uh, there's also a chest somewhere in the game world that includes an item called the Travel Medallion. Uh, players can use this to make a temporary travel point on the map where they are standing. Link then can then transport himself to that point at any time, but only one point can be registered on the map at a time. Doesn't all this stuff sound like it should have probably been in the game in the first place? Or in a like, patch. Nothing- yeah. yeah, nothing seems significant yes. enough to like warrant like, oh, this is the whole, you know, this is the big first part of a season pass. Like, eh. yeah, yeah, they seem like they seem like patch updates. Yeah. yeah, they seem very minor stuff. This is all stuff that is not what the season pass should be, which is what the second one is, which include, like I said, includes new areas and new dungeons and stuff. Like this is this is like a preview, but you're right, it should have just been a patch because a lot it's, of this it's stuff, quality of life stuff. Yeah, a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. If you don't have it, it sucks that you have to pay to get it. Like, that really sucks. Um, there is a bunch of new equipment in the pack, including a Tingle armor set. Who, who asked for this? Uh, some weird people I... on the internet. <laughs> I... Tingle! Yeah, it's Tingle. Anyway, let's read some emails. Or let's read a email. I think I only have one. Uh, it comes from Mookie. He says, I'll be shifting to emails uh, and maybe for a long to, a long while. First of all, I'd like to greet a belated happy birthday to John, and I hope he had a great celebration this past weekend. I did. Thank you very much. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and it was mind-blowingly brilliant. Thank you. Heck yeah. Um, he says, is it just me to feel that Civilization 6 felt a bit tough, like governing districts on every tile within cities got me all intimidated but also intrigued I have not played that game I don't I, me neither I think Drew would be the one to answer that and unfortunately he's having a sex swing installed so <laughs> that's canon now that's that's what's happening <laughs> that's Is the he, new he's... that's the new meme yeah it's only uh, it's only canon if it's a Samsung sex swing you, you know you know I feel I feel like I've betrayed all of you that? My TV that I bought is not the same, so... That's, what? It's worth oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I fucked up. What is it? It's an LG. 
Oh, I've got GLT. Uh, it's, so you're yeah. fine. You're still it's, 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 it's still Korean, so I, you know, you're, you're oh, still no, within no. the margin of error. I did, I, I did a lot of research before I bought it, and for the price that I was willing to pay, this was the best TV. And, that's and LG made good, uh, good 4K TVs. I opted uh, Panasonic over Samsung from a 4K. So I still have three Samsungs in my house, but I now have one LG. So sorry. It's not a crime. It's not a crime. I have two and two. I have two LGs and two Samsungs. You know, the funny thing is, I'm the Korean person in this podcast, and I have no Samsung stuff at all. You have a goddamn busy... No Samsung or no LG, because I've had terrible experiences with it. Dude, I've tried LG and Samsung, (laughs) and they all broke like five, six days or weeks after their warranty ran out. Like three, three years, boom, they're dead. (laughs) <laughs> they do that on purpose. There's a little kill trigger in there, kill switch. <laughs> Probably, you know, it's the iPhone technology, but I'm just, because of that, I just started trying other, now nah, I'm using my Vizio, which I've had very good experience with so far, but The Vizio, we'll the only reason I didn't go with the Vizio is that only one HDMI port on the Vizio has HDR. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, that uh, That was, that was, a, that was like literally the killer because I have two things that support HDR and I'm not going to switch them. No, yeah. it's a pain. That's for sure. Uh, it says, by the way, Popeye's chicken is the bomb. Heck, even eating their mashed potatoes alone gets me full fast. Yeah, they have great mashed potatoes. God, yeah, I, really, I really need to make a trip to Popeye's. Uh, that's one place I didn't experience when I was over there. Yeah. You know what's funny is I ate that last time, last week after the podcast. Oh, man, I'm, I'm envious of you. I love some Popeye's chicken. It's so good. I might oh, eat it again today. Damn. There's one oh. literally five minutes from me, so... On the on on Five Guys news, however, um, they are now doing delivery where I live. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's pretty sweet, man. Nice. Yeah, man. That's John, the awesome. next the next time we see you, you're going to weigh like 200 extra pounds <laughs> <laughs> from Five Guys delivery. But you know what? He'll have a big fat smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, greasy fat smile. Yeah, big yeah. grease. Yeah, that'll be. Uh. He says, did anybody finish Mass Effect Andromeda because doing side quests alone in a single planet overwhelms me, but I'm still having fun? Yes, stop doing that. As as everybody on this podcast will get the joke, leave the hinterlands. Yeah, <laughs> leave the hinterlands. Do not do the side quests. And Mass Effect Andromeda is packed full of useless side quests that are only good for grinding. Skip most of them. Because that story is pretty good, and if you don't skip them, you will get wrapped up in those stupid Yeah, I, I got drained on that game after about 20-odd hours, and it's like, I, I couldn't finish the story. I will go back to it, but I'm, I'm not going to touch any of this, the boring side stuff again, because it was just, it drained you. Yep, it's there for padding, and it's a lot of it is completely unnecessary. Uh, finally, he says, love it or hate it, Drew, who's not here. Even if you didn't go back and finish Xenogears, I'll still listen to your podcast show, and I'm looking forward to the third Danganronpa discussion with you and Jay someday. <laughs> he did finish it, didn't he? He did. They yeah. actually finished it uh, this week. It's a monumental That's... event. Uh, I was away, obviously. I've not been here for a few weeks. How did that go down with the uh, with the uh, Phoenix uh, down uh, fans? Did that go down well? Uh, most of them didn't believe it <laughs> at first. <laughs> That's why we that should have been done on April Fool's. Yeah, that yeah, that so would have been funny. brilliant. Uh, but then uh, they they finally heard the first episode, and the funny thing is, the way they did the episode, they kind of picked it up like it was the week after, you know, <laughs> instead of there there being a four year hiatus in between. And I thought that was fantastic. 
So at the very end, when they're eating, reading emails, they finally acknowledge the time passage and stuff like that. And uh, I thought that was great. Um, and this is just kind of like this thing that's been hanging over their heads for like four years. Uh, you know, perpetuated by some people who will go nameless. You know? Uh-huh, sure. Don't need, to bring, don't need to bring specific people into it, you know. Sure. Don't want to point fingers. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think it was a uh, tremendous conclusion to what they were doing. And um, I'm proud of them, man. They, they really get Brilliant. it. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, we did get another email while we were recording. Oh, nice. Uh, this comes from Antonio. He says, The last time I bought a fighting game was Virtua Fighter Five, because the first few years of games for the PS3 were anemic as hell. Uh, I played a ton of it, even though I suck at fighting games. With the upcoming release of Injustice 2 and your full hard-on for the game being very apparent, Ken, I've decided I will jump back into the arena. The character vids have got me hooked, and it looks so damn good. Also, who was it that had sex with their Roomba? Was it you, Drew? Does your fiance know? I feel like it's important information she should know. That was you, Ken, wasn't it? <laughs> I've never had a Roomba, so that, I don't uh, think it was me. Well, no, not anymore, we, not that you've gotten rid of the evidence. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. They're not waterproof, unfortunately, or liquid-proof, anyway. I, find I saw a hilarious thing online. It was like a, a write-up of a guy who... Um, he had their, They had their Roomba set to like automatically vacuum in the middle of the night or something and uh it ran over uh they had a a a new dog and the dog (laughs) the dog pooped in the middle of the carpet and the Roomba ran over it when it was doing its vacuuming Uh, in the middle of the night and just Roomba tracked dog poop all (laughs) over their entire house technology brilliant fantastic alright on the fighting subject, obviously, I, I, I'll probably at some point try um, uh, Injustice, but I'm kind of really looking forward to Tekken. That looks super cool. Tekken, Tekken looks 7 really looks really, mm. really good. I'll be playing yeah. Tekken 7 for sure because I, you know, I'm a fighting game guy. I usually get most of the fighting games that come out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be playing Tekken. Tekken looks good. But Injustice yeah. is my baby. It's my baby. Yeah, it's just terrible, but, you know. About it, it is. That's fine. Nobody else has to love my things I love. That's fine. Twitter! We got some tweets. Man, Drew gets a lot of tweets. He's never here. <laughs> this comes from Creed and Ray. He said, Hey, Drew, you should finish The Last of Us if you haven't. He did. He did on Phoenix yeah. Down. Yeah. Yep, he's done with that game. Uh, he also says, The latest Breath of the Wild patch allows you to change language within the game now. Oh, good. Great. Surprised they didn't make that DLC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh He never misses an opportunity. (laughs) I'm going to start calling you you Coheed. Coheed and Wombat, because you got a good eye, Sniper. I I do have a good eye, Sniper. (laughs) Uh, He also says, so, if Ken is a Nintendo apologist, I don't don't know where that came from, uh, and Ryan is a pony... Does that now make Drew the official X-Bot? No. Uh, no, that's Ken, still you, Ken. Ken's the X-Bot. Uh, Ken, Ken's mm. been the X-Bot for <laughs> generations. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would call Jason the Nintendo apologist. Yeah. Yep. yeah that's true. Yeah. So, Drew's, Drew is the, uh, uh, the newest member of the Master Race. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm taking him under my wings, teaching him the ways of the PC Master Race. Yeah, like we need another one of those. All right. 
Um, I gotta get him to grow that neck beard out real thick, though. You know? <laughs> this is true. His fingers have to just constantly be covered in Cheeto dust <laughs> and sweat. Uh, <sighs> his final tweet says Drew should do Shinmu for the next game on Phoenix Down. Why would you put yourself mm-hmm. through that kind of torture? You they know, Shen- Shenmue, if they have Shen- Shenmue is one of those games I would like to revisit before Shenmue 3 comes out. Uh, I'm sure there's part of Shenmue 3 coming out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sh- it wouldn't surprise me if there is some sort of remastering ready in to, to, to spring on people just before that comes out. That would be a great idea. Why there would be or why there wouldn't be? Uh, why... why why they wouldn't bring the game out? Well, for the one and two remaster, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no reason they wouldn't. There's a big yeah, rumor yeah. that that's going to be one of Sony's big drops at E3. Is a, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Shinmu That'd be great. Two HD. I, I, I would love it. to play two. I've never played two. So. I mean, a lot of people well, out there. A lot of people out there like to pay for garbage. That's fine. Yeah, I don't judge. <laughs> yes, I it's the eighty dollars for a statue. Yeah. And that statue is more entertaining than Shinmu One and Two put together. I'm just gonna say. I did not. I didn't finish Two actually. I um, it dropped at a period in my life when I felt like I had like a million different things going on, so I never got a chance to actually finish it. But I'd yeah. like to go back and finish it. Uh, Henrik says played through the Prey demo. It's like Bioshock One and Dead Space One had a baby. Man, it's glorious. Well, there you go. That's a good combination. And you know what the thing is? When you were talking about different approaches to enter scenarios and what you could do to do one thing in different ways, that sounded a lot like Deus Ex. Like, looking for codes, like breaking the window, finding, like, things. Yeah. That's, that's Deus Ex in a nutshell. That's what those games are about. So that's that's a good element. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. That's a good game. And it's got that arcane art style, which is very, very fun. Uh, Mookie says, can I have some free games from each and every one of y'all? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have stuff that's just in our inbox, which will never, ever... Oh, like, yeah, I got, I got a, probably 20 to 30 Steam codes yeah. laying around, you know? I feel bad because there's these guys that every... I won't say the name of the game because um, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but... It's a uh, sports simulation, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Every single time they release one, I get three emails about its upcoming release. Then yep. I get a beta code. Yep. Then I get the actual code. Then I get three emails like, hey, we sent you a review code. Have you had a chance to review it yet? <laughs> I know hey, I know exactly. Uh, yet? I know exactly who you're talking oh. about, and I do feel bad because they're so nice. Yeah. It's like, no, I have not. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm not going to play it. Nope. I'm not going to play it now or ever. Nope. Um, I don't have time for this business. Uh, I, I The way I figure it is like if we get a code without requesting it, we're under no obligation to cover right. it. That's just kind of their request. Yep. Uh, so, you know, that's the way I see it. Like, you know, we get a bunch of codes for random things. Some of the stuff looks interesting. And sometimes I'll take a look at the game. And then if it's like worth talking about, if we're if it's worth like reviewing, uh, then I'll actually you know do a full playthrough and do all that jazz. But a lot of times when it's a, like a small thing, I tend to find that they're not anything like really worthwhile in some ways. So I don't know. It's it's, it's a tough it's a tough subject. It is, and I, and I hundred percent agree with you. If somebody sends you a code with, that we didn't request, then we don't feel the need to you know to cover it. Mm-hmm. But there's there's just two. 
I mean, you hear us talk about it every week. We don't have enough goddamn time to finish the games we want to play and, yeah. and that we request to play, let alone the games that just show up in your inbox. <laughs> so... And, and a lot meanwhile, of, there's a whole bunch of people listening to this like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> these, these entire motherfuckers. About getting free shit that they can't yeah. play. <laughs> so, yeah, but most hey, of the stuff that we get codes for, you wouldn't want to play. The, and the yeah. good news is, if you want, start your own enthusiast site. Because yeah. apparently there's about a million. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you'll hear about people sending out, and, I, you know, I'm not going to mention people specifically as far as PR companies go, but I'll, I'll talk to PR companies and say they send out thousands, thousands of codes. And, and yeah, yeah, when you look at, like, Metacritic, there's, like, 20 reviews, and they're like, but how? Yeah. The, well, the math doesn't add up. Well, it's a lot of influencers and YouTube people and, and some people that just do podcasts, and, I mean, it's, it's a business. When I yeah. used to do the... Um, the 2K conference calls. Um, it's, uh, 2K used to make you sit through this conference call if you wanted to get a review copy of their games. And um, you'd get on these conference calls, and they'd open it up at the end. And all, all due respect to Ken, obviously we're not the biggest site in the world either. No. Um, but we'd get on these calls, and it'd be like, Hey, this is, uh, this is Bill from uh, ProfessionalBoxingVideoGames.com. It's like... <laughs> There's like six ever. <laughs> what you, um, now, now watch professionalboxingvideogames.com probably is an actual website, and I'm going to get hate from whoever the owner of it is. Um, I promise, I was just using that as an example. The, but there's just like these specialty sites that seem so small. It's like I don't even understand how you have enough stuff to talk about yeah. ever. It's crazy, man. The internet. I remember when we started. Like, we were one of 20, and now we're one of thousands. It's insane. Crazy. Yeah. Oversaturation. It is. It, it definitely is. And you know, good on good on the people who who do get the codes and, and are enthusiastic about it. It's a lot better than these assholes who are on there complaining about every game that comes out. At least in my opinion. Uh, Mookie also says, okay, with, uh, says, okay, what the hell, one of these days I'm gonna need to start playing Darksiders because three is a common. Yes? Yes, yes you should you play Darksiders. Yeah. Yes, if you, you never, if you never play one and two, I mean, get the, get the, you know, the collector's thing, you know, remaster. That's a good price. I, I know. Yeah, they've, they've just put it on sale, haven't they? Mm-hmm. What'd you say, Wombat? It's like, said I need to go back and finish two, but unfortunately it's, like, I, I thought about getting the, the, uh, death in death venative or whatever the hell <laughs> edition, but man, I don't want to. I was already like halfway through that game. I don't want to start over again. You have it on? Uh, did you have it on 360? Uh, yeah, I have it on Xbox. Uh, it's backwards compatible now. Yeah, but I'm still gonna. Well, I guess I could transfer my save, right? Yeah, you can put it in the cloud and then it'll just work. Okay. So well, yeah. the problem is I've got one of the Xbox 360s that was before they decided wireless internet was important. Oh, so you'd, oh have, to go plug, you'd have to go plug it in to a... yeah, I'd have to plug when, it when, into my. When was that released? Like 1842 it. or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You okay. had to you had to uh, you had to turn a crank on the side of it to get oh, it. <laughs> Steam powered, yeah. yeah. Yeah, remember when that was a big deal? How much we take for granted now that everything has oh. Wi-Fi and wireless controllers and no memory yeah. cards and it, it, it was magical when I. When I put together this Lego block and stuck it in the back of my PS2 to play Monster Hunter Online, I was like, "This is magic!" Yeah, I <laughs> and now everything that. is wireless. I bought that shit for SoCom. I, 
listen. Oh, my, that, was, that was good games. My Dreamcast was my primary web browser for like four years. Did <laughs> <laughs> you have AOL on it? Uh, no, I had like the Dreamcast web browser. Wasn't that thing and, uh, uh, Opera? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used like AOL uh, internet access. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't the Dreamcast browser Opera? Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> That yep. still exists, though. It does. Yeah, that's and it only runs on things that can't run anything else. As it did in the past. <laughs> I bought. I, so my my parents, me growing up, we had a, a 486 computer that we bought in like 1993. Um, but it didn't have internet, obviously, because we bought it in 1993. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, my Dreamcast in 1999 with the web browser was my first machine that I could browse the internet with. Oh my god. And then I didn't buy a new computer until my junior year of college. Holy shit. Nice. And nowadays people are like without how, how do you live without a computer? Right. Yeah, uh, well, it won't be won't be long before it's like why do you even need a computer? That's yeah, it. everything is every, everything is tablets that kids use. It's all on your tablets and phones. It's all on your freaking phone, man. Why do you Why do you even have a PC for us? Like it does a lot more things than your phone does. I had a goddamn phone that you had to pull the antenna up on. <laughs> oh yeah, I had, I had a couple of those. Oh my god, shit, I'm old. Anyway, Chandler says these quantity over quality games are killing me. I'm really enjoying the five to ten hour games, Outlast, RE7, Little Nightmares. I reward quality money. Yeah, I, I agree because you know we have this uh, prejudice against um, games that are short, and the, it's all about perspectives, right? Like for example, I talked about that game, What Remains of Edith Finch. That's a game that I play for three hours. I'm done. I'm never going to play it again. But that game cost me twenty dollars, right? Yeah. And you can say that a game that lasts three hours for twenty dollars is too expensive. But then you realize that I bought two movie tickets for today to watch Guardians of the Galaxy two, and each of those tickets cost me twenty two dollars. And I'm not going to be able to bring that movie home with me when I'm done. So the amount of money that we're co- uh, we're spending for entertainment has rise like risen like significantly. And also, it's all about the value, the experience, and the enjoyment that you get from those hours. Like if I play a game that I'm okay and I kind of enjoy it, but you know I was kind of bored with it for 40 hours, compared to a game that I really love playing for five, I would choose that five hour game every single time. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's 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 where we're at, and I think people can look about you know how long a game is to see the enjoyment value and how much value uh, they're getting for their buck. Yep, as long as I I, as long as I feel like I get my enjoyment out of it and I I paid the price, then I'm okay with it. Right. I'm not worried about how long a game is. In fact, with this year, the way the trend's going this year, I'm looking forward to ten hour games. Shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, all right, we got a, a series of tweets from Dustin. He says, "What are your thoughts on Bethesda legal action against indie developer Prey? Uh, Pray for the gods. Uh, are they bullying or protecting their trademark?" Didn't they do something similar with um, scrolls? Um, scrolls. Yeah. scrolls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, this is a worrying trend. Uh, here's the thing about trademarks, though: is one of the things you have to be very careful with as it relates to trademarks is if you don't defend your trademark. Yes, you're gonna, you and kinda, it's kind of open season, right? Because then when something happens and you actually do have to defend it, then they yeah. can trot out the, well, you didn't defend it here. Um, yeah, that is true. So you got to, 
you're going to see these companies go after stuff that you think, man, that's kind of silly. Why did they? It's all about setting precedent and making sure that other companies understand we will come after this stuff. And yeah, making sure is, the court understands we will come and, after this stuff. But this is, it's not as if it's called Prey something you know it's not it's like sure. it is actual you know there, there's a reason why they've called it that i'm sure it's prevalent to the gameplay that's it is being a bit bullish it's also kind of weird that they spelled it p-r-e-y because you figure pray for the gods you spell it p-r-a-y right? yeah that's, that, that, that's the word play right because yeah. you're taking yeah, down yeah. these monsters that are like you know godlike. Yeah, i guess i guess that makes sense i, I don't yeah. know I'm, I'm kind of in the middle i get where bethesda's coming from but i also think it's petty um, yeah, but like Ryan said, man, when you, you just gotta put that, you know, corporate hat on real quick and take oh, sure. their side of the point. I get it either way, but that is still pretty shitty. And the name of the game that they changed it, it's now P-R-A-E-Y instead of P-R-E-Y, <laughs> which is just depressing, man. That's, that's, that's sad. Like Bethesda forced you to misspell your game. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, is that why Mortal Kombat is spelled with a K? Is that is something? Does something happen with trademark with combat I, that I'm not aware of? I, you know, Unlikely. I remember reading the story of why they spelled it with a K, and I can't remember exactly what the reason. Yeah, was. I wasn't, remember. Wasn't reading it just because it was edgy or something? It was more edgy. Wasn't that something to do with it? I don't. They know. just felt it. It, it kind of. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of things about that game that's weird. Like if you go back and look at the history of it, initially it was Jean Claude Van Damme, the fighting game, and. Yeah, <laughs> so many other things. It's, it was a weird. The history of that game is very weird and interesting. Yeah, the the whole thing with ESRB with Mortal Kombat is fascinating yeah. as well. Yeah, that 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 game almost single handedly invented the ESRB, <laughs> which yeah. is actually good that it did. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, "I don't know how I feel about Fury and Strife and Darksiders. I wish they had stuck with the original names. They don't sound as cool, though, do they? No, they don't. Famine, famine does not sound like a." Uh, a heroine that you would want a root for. I, I would want to play as Pestilence, though. Mm. Uh, and he says, instead of Pestilence, it could be Plague, and Famine isn't bad. No, well, I don't see Famine as cool. But, he yeah. says, I know it's also interpreted as Calamity, but Plague sounds cooler. Uh, what What I'll tell you is that, trust me, they put people on, they do surveys for people to see, you know, which one sounds better, and this is what they've come up with. So better or not, you know, look up on your peers. This is this is what they want. Yeah, apparently. I'm okay with Fury. Fury sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Xenogears is finished and obviously ran out of funds, what are some games you wish got their full realization? I really oh. wished we had saw the true vision of what Final Fantasy XII would have been like before the director left. Uh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five. Anybody? Yeah, yeah that, that's the yeah. one yeah. that kind of stands yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although yeah. that game is still too long for its own good. <laughs> no. There's there's a lot of games that kind of fail to meet their, uh, I guess, potential based yeah. on a lot of things. I feel like a lot of developers, uh, basically, ever Peter Molyneux game he's ever made. <laughs> Has kind of like, like I, I saw his vision. I appreciate what he's trying to accomplish, but it never got there. I'm not sure if it's the budget or he just bit off more than you can chew. But if he ever made one game that he described, it would be like the game of the century. But it never got there. So you know those kind of things. And a lot of you know I play a lot of uh, like a lesser known JRPGs of stuff. 
and they don't get sequels or they're just kind of underwhelming from their uh i guess uh polished standpoint like for example the trails games that i was talking about they have a fraction of what like square gives for you know final fantasy so if those game companies that i love with their stories the characters uh and the world building that they have if they got the kind of money that final fantasy gets like final fantasy 15 budget is one of the most bloated things i've ever seen for a jrpg uh i want to see that brought to someone else and see what they can do with it yeah that's that's what i want all right, uh, Curtis wants to know: Are any of you guys excited for the new Darksiders games? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, think I, I think yeah, I think we covered that one. Yeah, I think we covered that one. Um, couple of Blue Apple Blue tweets. These are always fun, right? All right. Uh, last few shows, you talked about some alt right game celebrities. Is there a rise in alt right gaming among the community? Will they become a prominent sect like neo Nazi furries? The hell is alt-right? <laughs> what the hell have I missed? Oh, good times, John. Good times. Clearly. <laughs> alt-right alt is the alt-right is the new brand of um, call them fanatical conservatives. So even more d- d- conservative dramatically against dramatically against immigration. Um, honestly, a lot of um, the alt-right are renamed white supremacists who have just kind of taken on alt-right because it sounds better than calling themselves white supremacists. White supremacists. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. So what, what does that have to do with gaming, though? There's a lot of that in the gaming media, especially it's, from the Colin Moriarty thing. The yeah, huge, oh. There's been a huge rise of it since the, the whole Gamergate scandal. Yeah. It's basically another one oh, of the... Is Another one of, those, one of the hallmarks I, of the alt right, particularly in the gaming community, has been misogyny. So yeah, that's that's I, been a I big was, rise. I was thinking more of the stuff like um, Palmer Lucky and his yeah, that was bit, a and then that's, that's part. And of what it. was the other one? Um, that guy who's on YouTube, John Tron, he upset the apple cart recently, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah. about that. We, we we had discussions about that stuff, and it's. I go back to what I say all the time. It's fucking video games. Let's just let's just talk about that. <laughs> but then, you, yeah, the problem is, is that people aren't just satisfied with talking about video games. They have to talk, you know, they, they you know, they have to talk about all of these controversies and various bits and pieces to make it seem more interesting than it is. Whereas they should just be playing video games yeah. and having fun. I, I, just, I, I just don't care. <laughs> I had to Google who Palmer Lucky is because I don't remember people's names or. People in general, and this guy looks like a mannequin come to life. Yeah, he's a he's a weird dude, uh, but he he is uh, he's very the, rich weird dude now. Yeah, yeah he was sure. the yep. face of Oculus. He was the creator of the. the yeah, Oculus for better or worse. Yeah. So, and until all of this kicked off, he was also now he's he been also fired. Ba- he was also the bare feet of Oculus. <laughs> God, yeah. That Time Magazine photo will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dustin says So IGN and Game Informer both put out A top 100 RPG After looking at both I'd have to agree on IGN's list More than Game Informer Obviously people have their own opinions Of what should be higher or lower But overall IGN is a solid list Because who would put Skyrim at 1? I guess, so? I guess that's what Game Informer did? Um, yeah. I mean you know, I mean, Top 10 list Anything is just opinions So anything really sure. goes I mean if Ryan put best RPG games list and you put two human at the top, I'd be like, hey, all right, okay, you know, uh, as long as you can justify it to some degree. And I feel like Skyrim is a bit of a hard sell in a lot of ways because 
a lot of the RPG conventions that it actually heavily leans upon is is tremendously weak and flawed in so many ways that it's kind of unfathomable that it could be number one in some ways. But if they did a good job of justifying why in particularly, then yeah, sure. You know, that's that's the kind of list that I almost feel like they're so different. You'd have you have to do top top Western RPGs, top Japanese RPGs. They're just yeah. too different. They're, they're, mm. they, they're looking to accomplish different things. They're built differently. They're scaled mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, I mean, if you that's look true. at something like Persona 5, you, that's, as a game, is completely different to Skyrim, but they're both classed as RPGs. To, to me, and I'm going to get probably some flack for this, but to me, comparing, putting a list together of top 100 RPGs and lumping Japanese RPGs and uh, Western RPGs together, you might as well include any first-person shooter that has RPG elements. Yep. Like, you they might as well... You might as well compare... Dark Souls as RPGs <laughs> and some lists. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you, you might as well... You might as well compare, you know, real-time strategy games. The it's They're too different. They're too different to put on the same list, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, top lists in general are dumb. Mostly... To me, I let's be fair, they're mostly clickbait because people love top lists. Uh, in like YouTube videos, the top whatever, it gets so many views. Uh, same thing with articles, and and there's websites specifically dedicated to only making top lists because of that fact, because yeah. people love to consume them. Uh, but if you're gonna do it, might as well do it right, right? Do it responsibly. And I don't think right. a lot of people really do it. I think I, I've actually heard the way that IGN does it, and I kind of respect the way that they do it. Is they get everybody in a room and then they debate. And then they, you know, they break it down based on what's the most popular opinion. Mm-hmm. I, that's really the only way you can do it as a collective, truthfully. It's, that's how we used to do our game of the year for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there for that one. Yeah, that <laughs> so was... I would, that I would was, have some choice words. That, that's all, it was always fun and interesting to see what would get the most votes, but also to see what would get write-ins and all that stuff. It was, it was yeah. a fun exercise, and nobody should have ever taken it seriously. That's also when we were mostly doing these in person, too. So. Yes, yes. Then that makes a big difference. Sure. Uh, he also says, so, since Ryan hates Zelda so much, yep. <laughs> what is the worst Nintendo-made Zelda? I would say Spirit Tracks. Uh, I despise that game. And before Ryan goes on a Zelda-loving rant, remind him I'm just poking fun. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh... You know what's funny is I, I meant to say this, and uh, I'm sure that maybe this will win me some points back. Jacob told me yesterday that Zelda is his favorite game on the Wii U. And before anybody says any, makes a joke about the Wii U not having any games, he's got like 25 games on yeah. Wii U. So um, for it to be his favorite game is, is good enough for me. But... Um, Worst anyway. Zelda, worst Nintendo made Zelda game. Man, I'm gonna have to go. I didn't play Spirit Tracks, so I can't make a comment on that one. Twilight, Twilight Princess. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Skyward, I, uh, Skyward, I Skyward Sword. Skyward that's Sword. what I meant. That's yeah, what. I meant. Okay, okay. Sorry. I like, I like Twilight Princess. No, Twilight Princess is fine. It's a little, it's a little top heavy. It's got a little too much uh-huh. backtracking and running around, but the dungeons in that are pristine. Uh, Skyward Sword is just kind of bad all around. It's so Skyward Sword it, for me. The primary problem with Skyward Sword is just how freaking boring it is. Yep, so boring. That game, um, that and game you know, me. everybody tells me that it gets better later in the game, but God, I can't. 
I can't get there. I was 30 hours in and it hadn't gotten better. <laughs> like, I can't get to the point where it's better. Yeah, that game. I never played Spirit I, Tracks like you, so yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good game or not. I've never played it. So, Have you guys played the Game Boy or and Game Boy Advance games? I linked to the, was it um, something about Seasons? Yeah, Oracle right? of Seasons and Oracle, Oracle of Ages yeah. were, were yeah, actually yeah. built by Capcom. Are those game? They were built by Capcom. Oh, they were built by Capcom. Yeah, okay. they were not Nintendo made. Hmm. I have them on my 3DS, but I haven't booted them. They're good. Yet. They're different, but they're good. But yeah, those aren't Nintendo made. So. Okay. Was that uh, that one, the Panasonic one? Was that that was Nintendo made by made? Philips? Philips, okay. Yeah, there was two of those games. There was one with Zelda and one with the Link. They were both very bad games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I gathered that. Yeah, from the things I never had a CDI, it. so I. Yeah, they're. I mean, they just. I mean, if you've ever seen the CDI controller, it's pretty terrible. It looks like a TV remote with like two buttons on it. Um, but playing that game is is just it's just bad. Uh, Sean wants to know one month till E3. First bold prediction is Red Dead featured only on the Xbox stage, not exclusive, but with some kind of runs better on Scorpio. I am sorry to burst your bubble, but that will not happen. No, uh, they they're quite heavily embedded with Sony, aren't they? The they they've announced so, yeah. they've announced they have an exclusive. Sony has almost all the exclusive deals this fall. They um. You know, that's what you get when you have the the market share, right? Sure, they just come sure. to you. Yeah. yeah, they've got Battlefront, Destiny, Red Dead, um, something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, just keep in mind that these aren't exclusive games. They're just going to have, like, exclusive content and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Don't feel too bad, but it is still shitty. Like, that Destiny stuff especially is just shameless, honestly. No, I don't like any of the exclu- I didn't like the Tomb Raider thing. I didn't yeah. like the Street Fighter thing. I don't like the content that's available. Like, the, the map pack crap. Where... Like, the Des- Destiny stuff as well, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a year exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Like, getting map packs first, I think, is garbage. I think Xbox did it with Battlefield and The Division, and Sony did it with Call of Duty and something else. These uh, half-measure exclusive content stuff, it's just got to go, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, people out there have their console of preference, that's fine, but it's very anti-consumer to lock future content behind a platform. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, finally, our last tweet comes from Mr. Fantastico. It says, it's just a ladybug, but what do you think of the leaked concept images of the X1 versus the Scorpio? The level of detail is crazy. Haven't seen them, so I can't comment. Do, do you have a link? I do, n- I, do not, I do not. The only picture that I've seen is the Forza picture. I'm sure these were ones that were on... Oh no, I did. I did see them, and there was there was some substantial differences. Oh wait, 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 wait! I know, I know what you're talking expected. about. I remember that. They're, they're like not real games. There was like one picture of like this lady or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, I have seen those. They look good. I mean, what you would kind of expect from a machine that's supposed to be, the, you know, the Almighty. Right, yeah. the most powerful console ever made. Yeah. So you, one, one would hope I'm, that it would be nice. I'm kind of more interested in seeing how they approach it because we all know Sony fluffed the, the pro thing. 
Yep. And I'm going to be interested to see how Microsoft decide to handle this. Um, that's, and I, you know, Phil Spencer's a smart guy, um, mm. and they've got a lot of money for marketing, and it will be very interesting because. I'm kind of pissed at the moment. You know, I bought a PS4 Pro, and there are absolutely some benefits to it. I mean, uh, the Horizon looks amazing. It really, really does. But then you take a game. They've still not enforced any of that. It has to have improvements for the Pro. Um, I haven't played this, but I've seen a couple of videos, things for Sniper uh, Warrior 3, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, and it's like, there's no 4K or checkerboarding assets. There's no frame rate improvements, with the exception maybe, in some cases, maybe one or two frames a second, and still sub 30. And there's no improvements to real, real improvements to loading time. And I thought the whole point of the Pro was you're going to invest in this. There's going to be benefits to every game coming out in 2017. And I hope that Microsoft change things up with that and that they do really enforce that sort of stuff because if I'm going to invest in it I want to see that investment on the screen you want, you want, you want me to tell you a secret John? You go for it you you, you should just really not play Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 I'm not, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to but it's, it, it, it's just a point that I'm trying to make is that this was, the whole point was people were meant to get something beneficial from every new game with a pro, whether it be uh, you know slightly enhanced visuals, better frame rate, um, but there's still games that that just isn't happening on. And um, of course, there are games that are, are, but I want to I want to have something better on all of the games that I buy because I paid you know three hundred and fifty pounds for this machine because that was kind of the the idea, the promise of it, yeah. and I hope Microsoft can do that better. No, I, t- I totally agree, and I think it's really smart. Um, I don't know if you've read it, but the way they designed the Scorpio was that they they used the software that currently exists on Xbox One and reverse-engineered it that way. So mm. games that you know are running on Xbox One will see a benefit even if it is just regardless. Minor. Yeah, even if it is just minor, it's built right in. You know, it's not like boost mode where it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Mm. They've actually engineered it based on the games that are out and hopefully going forward, like you said, you know, games that are coming out, which is another reason why I think they're really stupid if they wait till November to launch this. Because by no, that time, this has to be September, October. Yeah, because if they launch this has it in to be no- before. if they launch it in November, every game that takes advantage of it is already out. So yeah. there's no benefit to somebody going, oh, well, these you know five games that I'm super excited about that are coming out, I'm going to buy them on the Scorpio because I have a Scorpio. Is, well, shouldn't there be like one big marquee game that's going to be out? It'll be Crackdown. Yeah. It'll Forts. be Crackdown. It'll be f- or Crackdown? Really? Yeah, crackdown this year? The Crackdown's this year. They haven't showed I, shit about that it's game. It's going to be a huge I, burst at E3. Yeah, okay. I reckon that you're right. I think this is going to be Crackdown's going to be the pro game along with Forza because obviously does, it's the staple. Does Crackdown have the following required? That's kind of it's not even that popular. Well, it's I mean neither is Horizon, but it did really well because well, let's be fair. I think Horizon has a lot more appeal than Crackdown. Uh, well, it's, a, it's more... a bigger name because it's every every year. Yeah. Um, Crackdown. No, 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 not Forza. Not, not, not Forza. Oh, sorry. Horizon Zero Dawn oh, had sorry. zero... Oh, that's had... confusing. Well, that's a new IP. You know? Exactly. That's, that's a different thing to get excited about. Uh, but when you're talking about a sequel of game that had one good game and one bad game, and it went silent for like 15 years, like, 
like who really cares that much about that? I at care this point? a lot. That's that's you specifically. I don't know. I don't see people like asking for crackdown information at every turn. Uh, I see and a then... lot of people asking for crackdown. Every... I mean, that first game well, was really good, and the sequel yeah. being made by that team, not the not the team think... that made the crappy second one. The second one. Let's let's. I be think fair. the biggest problem is the fact that it's been so long since that first game. The second one was lukewarm. And obviously, they mm. it was shown at the Xbox One, um, you know, the, the reveal of it in a very small, um, you know, snippet, admittedly. But that thing's a long time coming. So maybe interest has waned a little, but there's still a lot of people who really want to see so I've got friends asking me, you don't normally play that many games. Oh, do you know what's happening with, with the new Crackdown? Because oh, they enjoyed maybe, it maybe, when maybe they had right, the Xbox you know? 360. I was just thinking from an anecdotal standpoint, but when Ryan was talking about this last time, we were talking about our excitement level for the very uh, specific Xbox-related IPs, right? Sure. Like, we don't yep. care that much about Gears of War. We don't care that much about Halo. They're not the IPs that we were excited for like back in the day. No. So I feel like they need to take the reins back from Sony and say, yeah, this is the best place to play those third-party uh, 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 games again. And they have to show something that is tremendous improvement over a third-party game that we're all super excited for. So maybe yeah, that'll think, be... I'll go ahead, John. I, was, I, I think that they'll be, because we had a recently when they announced Shadow of War yeah. that mm-hmm. specifically said Scorpio. So I think maybe that's something we'll see at E3 in, you know, running on a Scorpio. And they'll, uh, you know, outside of the Microsoft first-party stuff. How about a new Elder Scrolls game? Now, that would be uh, something. Not this uh, year. Now that would be something that would make Scorpius fly off the shelf. They'll show that game running year. at 4K, 60 frames per second, and people will go nuts. That's it's, something. That's, it'll still be something that big. Anything. It is due. Like, the announcement for that game That's is what I mean. due. Yeah. So, it is due. I mean, but, yeah, Bethesda, well, Bethesda has a big fair, thing. Bethesda has a very good partnership with Microsoft as well. So, to be yeah. fair, though, when you say it's due, you got to remember that it's not like they haven't been pushing out Elder Scrolls content because they've been working on Elder Scrolls yeah, online. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a, it's a different team, though. So sure, sure, sure. I just mean that probably extends their uh, life cycle for um, the next Elder Scrolls game proper for sure and if we don't get it I, I guarantee you if we do not get the elder scrolls like maybe that's the big microsoft thing at e3 like yeah. here's elder scrolls 6 it'll be out in you know august launching with scorpio um but if we don't get it this year i'd almost guarantee we get it next year and uh we also know that microsoft's gonna have their show before bethesda right yes the um, so, yes. you know i figured that's their opportunity to say, like, well, Bethesda can have their show after us because we're going to do the unraveling of the game, and Bethesda is going to go into details about the game in their own conference. It'd be perfect if they did it like that. Yep, and I tell Ooh. you right now, I know we're not doing a prediction show yet. That's in the coming weeks, people. Oh, yeah. Be prepared for Thanks. all of us to be wrong 100%. <laughs> I tell you, the end of the Xbox conference is the Halo theme with a big splash saying Halo 6. 2018. Uh, that would be disappointing. I just, snooze, uh, snooze, Ken. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. I'm really just telling you that that is what is likely. They to gotta happen. do better. I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna disagree with you. You're probably right, but that would be boring as muck. I'm not saying the rest of the show won't be good, but I'd almost guarantee that they're they're gonna say, "Hey, remember Halo?" <laughs> oh, how can we forget? It's all you've got along with Gears. It's not a Gears year, it's Halo year. Yay! 
I, I just want to be excited about you know an exclusive from my Xbox, man. I yeah, hope, I hope they have new, some. a new IP that they can yeah. they can actually um, de- de- um, deliver on, unlike a scale bound. I want to see yes. something them taking some risks. Blinks, you know? blinks the cat three. Yes, Boom. that's <laughs> done. <laughs> I just pre-ordered five Scorpios. Hell yeah, yep. no, blinks the time well, I'm going to pick that up the same day. I pick up Knack. Imagine the time manipulation abilities available on the Scorpio, baby. Oh, you might actually be able to manipulate time in the real world. I know. <laughs> with your with your time traveling vacuum cleaner. Oh dear. It was a time sweeper. That's right. A time sweeper. Sweeper. But he had a vacuum. He didn't have a brush. Well, but over over here, sweeper and vacuum cleaner are the same thing. <laughs> Uh, well, it's you Americans. And Microsoft, you Microsoft is going to time sweep the competition at E3, baby. <laughs> this whole <show laughs> pull producing already already happening. Uh, a nice nice preview for what's going to be coming in the coming weeks. That's right. Can you believe show. E3 is That's just making completely random rubbish up? Can you believe that E3 is just about a month away? Yeah. When uh, are we going to do off. the? Uh, we usually show. do it the week before. Uh, also. Uh, I heard little birdie told me this week that birdie. there are two very large unannounced games being announced at the end of May before E3. End of May, huh? Yeah. Okay. They will be So on... they'll be basically an announced and then shown at. Yes, they uh yeah. they will be on PlayStation. I do not know if they will be on Xbox cuz the person I got it from runs an Xbox or runs a PlayStation site. So hmm. Just uh, oh, these are unannounced. Are they new IPs or? The, there was no specification. They're just two okay. very, very large AAA games being announced. We, we know. Well, I was going to say there's a rumor um, this week that the uh, well, not rumor, the possible leaking of the God of War date for September this year. Yeah, so but we already know. We already know about that game. That is true. Yeah. yeah these are two it's games we don't we, that haven't been announced yet. It's going to be Horizon um, One Dawn. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> You know full well that whatever it is is going to get leaked before E3 starts. Oh, sure, sure. Everything gets leaked, John. (laughs) It's the way of the world. Uh, What was the only thing that didn't get leaked last couple years? Like, uh, damn, I can't. The Xbox backwards compatibility, that didn't get Mm. leaked. That was one, that's the one thing I can remember that didn't get leaked that was actually, like, impactful. Some, uh, some game releases or announcements weren't, uh, weren't leaked. I don't remember a game that was announced that I was like, oh. That Days that days Gone didn't get leaked, did it? But then that's because no one gives a shit. No. I know. Yeah, no, I, think, I think we'll be talking about that game when it actually comes out. There was always mm. talk around that studio's game, but you're right. They never specifically said what it was. Um, well, and I think there'll probably be more of it at E3, but we'll see. What the hell is Sucker Punch doing? That's what I want to know. Yeah, maybe yeah, a new Infamous, maybe a new IT. Yeah. A new Sly. Bring back Sly, baby. Mm, yeah. Sly, I'll like... oh, bring back Sly. Yes, please. Oh, oh I can't uh... wait for our E3 predictions where we make wild, wild claims. <laughs> in the... God, it's, I'm it... praying that they came true. It's a weird <sighs> world. Now that we're living in a society where we're oversaturated with open world games, which was a genre of games that nobody wanted to touch because how daunting of a task it was to make an open world game. And now we don't have many 3D platformers, and that was like the only kind of games we're getting for like years. 
Right. So yeah, <laughs> getting an open uh, a 3D platform would be kind of nice. Be a nice refreshing change of pace. Yep. Compared to the days when you had like tie the Tasmanian tiger and <laughs> <laughs> Jersey Devil, different mascots. <laughs> hey, we just got we just got ukulele, ukulele and Snake Pass. We just got those. Uh, it's true. Is Snake Pass a platformer though? Kind of, yeah. 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 Do you jump in that game? Even is there but a jump a button? Snake. No, but Snakes there are don't platforms. Jump. Hey man, they spring up and they can jump at you real, real fast, like. There's a there's a character in ukulele who is a snake and his name is Trouser. Yeah, so I saw this. <laughs> oh, really? That. that one's good. That's 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 goddamn genius. <laughs> the best part is is that he wears pants. Of course he does. <laughs> Every snake needs to wear pants, man. Yeah, well he's gotta wear his trousers. He's a trouser yeah. snake, you know. Anyway, yep. That is it. Uh, if you want to shoot us emails, they're at podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at N4G Podcast. Uh, you can follow us individually. Jay is at Bottersight. Jay, Jason is at GambusCon. Uh, Ryan is at WombatRPC. I'm getting used to it. Yep. Uh, John is at JohnWUK, and you can follow me in the site at ZTGD. Check out uh, Phoenix Down. Drew was actually playing the game that they're doing next when uh, when he was on the show before he had to leave to get his sex swing, uh, which is Wolf, Wolfenstein, the Wolf new order. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. I mean, we got to be seeing details on a new one of those here soon. Right? I think that's at I Bethesda's, think that's yeah. that's at mm-hmm. Bethesda's conference, and it launches in October. Yeah. I'm going to say October. Along with... I reckon along with Evil Within as well. Yeah, I think we're going to see in the next Mikami joint. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I love me some Mikami. Um, but that's it. I think. Unless anybody has anything else? Yeah, nope. That's good. Nope. All right, Jason, you're here for your six-month thing, so make it count. All right. It goes something like this.